cheer coach at Fort Payne High School. This is Friday Night Football. Welcome to Wildcat Stadium.
cheer coach at Fort Payne High School. This is Friday Night Football. Welcome to Wildcat Stadium.
cheer coach at Fort Payne High School. This is Friday Night Football. Welcome to Wildcat Stadium.
cheer coach at Fort Payne High School. This is Friday Night Football. Welcome to Wildcat Stadium.
Brittany Owens, cheer coach at Fort Payne High School. This is Friday Night Football. Welcome to Wildcat Stadium. Here we are at the end of the 2021 regular season for this Fort Payne football team. This team struggled to an 0-3 start and then rattled off five straight wins to put itself in a showdown with the Oxford Yellow, Yellow Jackets for playoff positioning. But last week's game did not play out like we all had hoped, and Fort Payne came out on the short end of a 41-13 game. But this team still has a lot to play for tonight and next week. Tonight is senior night against the North Jackson Chiefs, and next week a first-round game against Briarwood. This team is committed to being the best version of itself it can be, so we're going to give them all that we can in support. Welcome in, everybody. I'm Brian Northcutt, and I'll be your host tonight. You're listening to Fort Payne Wildcat Football on WZOB 100.9 FM and 12.50 AM, and also live on NetworkOneSports.com. We're also live streaming on FPTV. We don't care how you're here. You're here, and that's the most important. Tonight I'm joined by a guy that I hadn't been with all year but is with us tonight, Scott Weatherly. How are you, Scott? I'm good, Brian. Good, good, good to be back up here. Well, welcome aboard. Tonight we've got a lot of senior activities, and FPTV is going to cover that. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick 30-second break. If you're listening to, to WZOB, you'll hear the Coach Elmore interview after that 30-second break. If you're on FPTV, you're going to be uh, seeing all the senior activities tonight. So we're going to take a 30-second break. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Dawson and his grandparents, Ed and Wanda Crater. Ricky Adame, escorted by Ricardo Adame and Livia Rubio. Alex McPherson, escorted by LaDawn and Amber McPherson. Connor Cash, escorted by his uncle, Charles Robert Hammond, and aunt, Angie Hammond. Woo! 
Alex Warren, escorted by Magdalena Warren and Augusto Francisco. Patrick Cheryl, escorted by Jason and Monique Cheryl. Cole Blaylock, escorted by Charlene Manning and Craig Blaylock. <laughs> Seth Williams, escorted by Marty and Chastity Williams and his mother. Whitney Hopper, I'm sorry. Brad Goza, escorted by Joy McClain, Brooks and Katie Goza, and his brother Hunter Goza and sister Shelly Goza. Diego Gallegos, escorted by Abraham and Elena Gallegos, and Diego is also a member of FPTV. Braden Wooten, escorted by Matthew and Brandy Wooten. Will Green, escorted by Farley and Brandy Green. Aiden Smith. Escorted by Alana and Aaron Smith. Devin Wells, escorted by Sonia Simpson and Larry Wells. Ben Flanagan, escorted by Steve and Lynn Flanagan. Alberto Manuel, escorted by Livia Andreas and Manuel Alberto. Bronson Laney, escorted by Bobby and Natalie Schumacher. Barentine, escorted by Kim Shari and Brad Barentine. <laughs> Eli Frazier, escorted by Mike and Stacey Frazier. <laughs> Skylar Hillier, escorted by Landon and Emily Hillier. <laughs> Noah Tidmore, escorted by Linda and Michael Tidmore. Sawyer Burt, escorted by Mike and Heather Burt. Osmond Brown, escorted by Terry Brown and Yolanda Gomez. Fort Payne High School senior football players and parents.
Next is the cheerleaders. Ella Fowler, escorted by her parents, Jay and Gina Fowler. Hallie Hillier, escorted by her parents, Howard and Tanya Hillier. Lennon Ibsen, escorted by her parents, Drake and Michelle Ibsen. Megan Newton, celebrated by her parents, Pat and Brian Newton. Lily Martin, escorted by her parents, Will and Julie Martin, and her twin sister, Meg. And Meg Martin, escorted by her parents, Will and Julie Martin, and her twin sister, Lily. Morgan McElhaney, escorted by her parents, Russell and Jennifer McElhaney. Our senior cheerleaders. senior band members, Dougsburg Acosta, escorted by his mother, Leah Acosta, and cousin, Tommy Acosta. Kylie Adams, escorted by her parents, Susan Morgan and Alex Green. Eliza Balthazar Lorenzo, escorted by her parents, Juana Lorenzo, and Hedio Balthazar. <laughs> Emily Benefield, escorted by our parents Lee and Christy Benefield and brother Noah. DK Betts, escorted by his parents Davey and Shannon Betts. Penny Cardoso, escorted by her father, Marcelo Cardoso, and mother, Yadira Apitea. Ashton Chitwood, escorted by his parents, Raquel Alvera and Daniel Chitwood. Ana Contreras, escorted by her mother, Rosie Molina, and grandparents, Alicia and Miguel Molina. Bethany Crabtree, escorted by her parents, Michelle Crabtree and Eddie Crabtree. <laughs> Vanessa DeVrito, escorted by her parents, Jessica and Herman Mendoza. <laughs> Brianna Dutton, escorted by her parents, Chuck and Stacy Dutton. <laughs> Alex Francisco, escorted his mother, Matilda Gomez. Brenda Francisco is toward by her parents, Lucindo, Lorenzo, and Lucia Francisco. Sydney <laughs> Fuller is toward by her parents, Penny and Jonathan Fuller. 
Ruby Gonzalez is from our mother, Antonia Mora and sister Nancy Molina. Ruby is also a member of SCTV. Paige Gautiz is for our parents, Pam and Chad Gautiz. Raven Hearns is for our mother and stepdad, Angie Reynoso and Diego Reynoso, and her father, Michael Hurst. Alyssa Jimenez Aguirre is for our parents from Melinda Aguirre and Orlando Jimenez. Alyssa is also a member of SPTV. Jordan Keel escorted by his mother, Ebony Underwood. Madison Landry escorted by her mother, Kathy Landry, and sister, Emily Landry. Sandy Manuel Andreas is for our father, Samuel Caspar. Kathy Mateo is escorted by her parents, Miguel Mateo and Magdalena Manuel Jose. Alexis Morales is for vice mother, Erica Contreras. Mary Payton is for our parents, Trisha and James Payton. To Haley Quintana, escorted by Louis Quintana and Wendy Alcorn. To Haley is also a member of SPTV. Maria Rivera Hernandez, escorted by mother Maria Rivera. Francisco Vervet Jesus, escorted by his father Gaspar Vervet Pedro. Blair Weldon, escorted by her dad, Matthew Weldon. Blair is also a member of FPTV. All your band seniors. Sports Medicine. Cooper Harcrow is sported by his parents, Karen and Drew Harcrow. Madison Jones is sported by her parents, Kristen and Tony Wooten and Matt Jones. Avery Phillips is sported by her parents, Jim and Ashley Phillips. Your senior members of the sports medicine program. FPTV, Wendy Alcon. Francisco Garcia, escorted by Mr. Black. Marco Martinez, escorted by his father, Samuel Martinez. Webb the Man Mason, escorted by his parents, Benson and Stacy Mason. 
Lauren Jennings escorted by Stephen Ramon. Leo Gonzalez escorted by his mother, Rosa Gonzalez. Steve Black's FPTV crew, seniors. Now for the seniors in the junior ROTC. Andy Gomez, escorted by his father, Marco Antonio Miguel. Our Jack Knizzer, escorted by his mother, Stephanie Knizzer. Caitlin Rowe, escorted by father, Brady Rowe, and mother, Sarah Pruitt. Rebecca Riddle, escorted by Tommy and Christy Riddle. Ethan Schrader, escorted by mother, Elizabeth Dahl. Hayden Stevens, escorted by Todd Stevens and Melissa Stevens. William Ballinger, escorted by Timothy and Angela Ballinger. That's your senior, junior ROTC today. All right, that was a senior night, so recognizing all the seniors involved in essentially anything involving Fort Payne football uh, and a lot of other things going on, cheerleaders, band, uh, ROTC, junior ROTC, and those kinds of things. So. Really excited to see those guys being honored, and that's a special treat. I know that uh, any time, I don't know, Scott, if you remember the last thing you did at Fort Payne or the last thing maybe even at Auburn, um, those those memories are real special when, when it's your last time. You're exactly right, Brian. It, it, it sticks with you, and, uh, you know, as, as a senior, there's a lot of those moments that will stick with you uh, as you go through the course of the year, and this is probably just the first of many of them. Uh, you know, you probably always remember that first game, first football game your senior year and then yep. se senior night. And so it's just uh, first of a couple yep. of things that they'll remember for the rest of their lives probably, really. Yeah, it's so funny because, you know, you and I got in our car and we rode over here and we're in our 40s and we're just doing a normal night. And for these kids, it's a real special night. And many of these football players could potentially be, hopefully it's not, their last game in Wildcat Stadium. So we've set everything up. This is senior night playing North Jackson. It's a 4A school. They are in the playoffs in 4A, but they are 4A. And as we counted, I think, Scott, if I'm not if I'm not wrong, and I think we were, we saw everybody out there, and they don't have more than 40 on their whole team. And so it was a it was a thin a thin team. And I think Coach Elmore had even spoke about that. For those of you who listened to uh, WZOB, we talked with Coach Elmore, and he had a real a lot of positive things. It was it was it was pretty miserable last week, calling that game when you're down. 28 to nothing at halftime, and the game's essentially over about about three minutes into the third quarter. It gets real rough trying to find some positives. But 
looking back at some things that happened last week, and we spoke about this before we went on air, Scott, uh, in that first series, and I got to sit down with Coach Elmore. He walked me through some of this, the, 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 the scoop and score that Oxford got on the first series. So Fort Payne holds to Oxford. They punt. We're on a second down play inside the, uh, our own 20-yard line, and, and the protection was called wrong. There's a bootleg. Um, Jake Barnes rolls out to his left, doesn't see the defensive end, the outside linebacker coming off the edge, hits him from behind, fumbles into the end zone as Oxford scores at 7 to nothing. That protection was called in correctly. That protection's called right. There's no fumble there. Then on the second touchdown, uh, freshman running back is really dead to rights in the backfield. Fort Payne can't bring him down. He runs 50-something yards for a touchdown. It's 14 to nothing. Several of things like that happened throughout the night that when you go back and look at it on film, Fort Payne just didn't play as clean as they played up to that point, and that's what cost them. So I don't know. Did you watch the game or anything about last week? I did get to watch it, Brian. I, I missed the first scores when I turned on it at 7 nothing. It may have been 14 to nothing. Some may have missed the first two scores. But, uh, you know, Fort Payne actually put together a couple of decent drives yeah. in that first half and could have made it more of a ball game uh, before going into half. But some drives kind of stalled out, missed a couple of field goals. Yep. Uh, things just didn't go Fort Payne's way. And then, uh, you know, you kind of get the snowball effect where Fort Payne just never could get any momentum. You know, if we'd have gotten – you know, kick one of those field goals, flip the field position a little bit. Yep. Uh, you know, it's something that maybe could have turned the game around a little bit. But I was really surprised uh, with Oxford's speed. Yeah. Uh, they, they've they been quick in the past. They've been big in the past. Uh, what I've been hearing most of the year, especially, I guess, it was after Southside beat them. Uh, I know Oxford, or Oxford had a couple of guys that were out yep. uh, for That's that right. game. Uh, right. They came back when they played Fort Payne, but uh, it kind of heard Oxford was having a little bit of a down year. But uh, I, I was I was very surprised. I thought Oxford looked really really good. Yeah, uh, had a lot of speed, and uh, you know it's it's hard to hard to counteract speed. Yeah, it really is, and that was kind of the tail of the night. And Coach Elmore thought that maybe because it was Oxford, big stadium, nice field, the program itself, the name on the side of the on the front of the jersey, um, maybe got the kids kind of a little bit skittish after that 14. They're down 14 to nothing, and just kind of felt like, well, this isn't Athens or this isn't Etowah. This isn't one of those games where they did come back from behind. They kind of maybe fell behind there. So, anyway, this is uh, senior night, North Jackson. Next week we will travel to Briarwood for a first-round game. There's still some shuffling around with uh, the region that Briarwood came out of in terms of Homewood, Chelsea, and Shades Valley and how that will all play out. That won't affect Fort Payne. But next week will be a, a, an away game, first-round playoff, 6A playoff game at Briarwood. So, Fort Payne's got a lot of things uh, seem to be very healthy. Not very many injuries. Um, the ones that do have injuries are very minor um, as far as the starters and the ones. And so um, Fort Payne looks to try to improve tonight, uh, kind of regain some of that momentum that they lost last week and get prepared to play a very good and solid Briarwood team. Coach Elmore is very familiar with them when he was at Chelsea. Played them every year of the five years that he was the head coach there. So what we're going to do now, we're going to come back with our starting lineups. Let's take a 90-second break. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Here at Donahue Chevrolet, we have all the cars you need. Our local staff is always here to assist your needs. Our 2021 vehicles are in stock and we have options for the whole family. We are located at 1000 Green Hill Boulevard, Northwest in Fort Payne. Donahue Chevrolet is a proud supporter of the Fort Payne Wildcats.
Times-Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times-Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times-Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. Hey folks, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City here in Fort Payne, Alabama. We're still over here by Walmart uh, doing a big sale, and I wanted to invite everybody to come down and let's check out the inventory. We've got some great inventory for you to choose from. Cars, trucks, vans, SUVs. If you want it, we've got it. Shop us on the web at TwinCityUsedCars.com. Give us a call at 256-844-2210. The Times-Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper. back they're just concluding the national anthem and there that is so now let's get to our starting lineups first for north jackson at quarterback number 12 dalton morris at running back number 28 diego holt at wide receiver number 10 preston miller wide receiver number three tyler brown wide receiver number five ernest wilson wide receiver number six brady cunningham wide receiver number 11 nick jernigan wide receiver number 13 cadell mcdonald left tackle number 62 Gannon Jernigan, left guard number 69, don't have a name for that. At center, number 50, Levi Hughes, right guard number 58, Ethan Wisenhunt, right tackle number 70, Peyton King. Defensive starters for North Jackson, uh, number one, I don't have positions on these guys, so uh, we'll just have to figure out what position they play. Number one, Macklin Guess, number two, Myron Walton, number five, Ernest Wilson, number six, Brady Cunningham, number 10, Preston Miller. Number 16, Ray Sanders. Number 32, Will Sims. Number 53, Michael Southard. Number 58, Kane Moore. Number 62, Gannon Jernigan. And number 70, Peyton King. If you notice, there's quite a few starters on offense as well as defense because of this 4A school. Uh, North Jackson plays in the 4A classification. For Fort Payne on offense, number seven, the junior quarterback, Jake Barnes. At running back, 10th grader, number two, Caden Dubos. At tight end, a senior, number 88, Sawyer Burt. At wide receiver, a junior, number 35, Marcus Ledford. At wide receiver, a senior, number three, Ricky Adame. <clears throat> At wide receiver, a senior, number six, Connor Cash. At left tackle, a senior, number 58, Bronson Laney. At left guard, a senior, number 76, Bain Barentine. At center, number um, a senior, number 79, Eli Frazier. At right guard, a junior, number 75, Colton Shankles. At right tackle, a junior, number 57, Andrew Barclay. Defensive starters for Fort Payne. At defensive end, a senior, number 94, Heisman Brown. At defensive tackle, a senior, number one, Daryl Prater. Defensive lineman, sophomore, number 77, Hayden Presley. Defensive end, a senior, number 84, Skylar Hillier. Linebacker, a senior, number 28, Will Green. At linebacker, <coughs> a senior, number 47, Devin Wells. At outside linebacker, a sophomore, number 24, Bennett Blanks. At outside linebacker, a, a junior, number 11, Alex Akins. At cornerback, a senior, number 21, Seth Williams. At cornerback, a junior, number 29, Hayden Harrell. And at free safety, a junior, number 10, Kobe King. All the seniors are lined up to go out to the coin toss. The ones who will actually go to midfield to receive the coin toss 
Number one, Daryl Prater. Number three, Ricky Adame. Number 94, Heisman Brown. And number 79, Eli Frazier. For North Jackson, uh, captains are number 62, Gannon Jernigan. Number 10, Preston Miller. Number two, Myron Walton. And who's that last one? Did you see the other one? Did you call out 62? I got 62. Okay. There's one on the far right here. Kind that of blocked is. out right now. Yeah, we're blocked out now. Can't tell who that is. Maybe that's the quarterback. So here's the coin toss. Finally got a little bit of football weather, Scott. We've gone to week 10, and it was cooled off enough. <laughs> yeah, I'd say it's a little different uh, than back when, uh, Brian, you and I were in high school. It seems like the season starts a little bit earlier than it used to. Yeah. Uh, starting before Labor Day. It seems like we used to start after Labor Day uh, when I was in high school. So you'd go in a little bit into November uh, and get some of that cooler weather. But for sure, it, uh, we, we've got it tonight. Got that damp cool. It's probably around 49, 50 degrees. And yep. uh, don't yep. expect it to get any warmer. <laughs> so uh, North Jackson has won the toss. They've declined or deferred to the second half. Fort Payne will receive. Fort Payne is going to defend the concession stand-in zone to our left. North Jackson will defend the uh, Lookout Mountain end zone, the scoreboard end zone to our right. So everybody's getting ready. Got the victory line set up. Uh, both sides, not a lot of fans for North Jackson tonight. Fort Payne is a little bit down from what it has been, but it's still a good crowd for a Friday night football. But Brian, it's still a big game for Fort Payne. Uh, you look at it year. I mean, you come in here and win this football game. You end up the season six and four, four losses going against four quality opponents. Yep. Uh, all four of them going to the playoffs. Two of the games we were very competitive in. Probably could have won one or two of those. And then the other two, of course, against Oxford and Gass Gaston City. Uh, Gaston City, I think, is always going to be a tough game for Fort Payne to win. Uh, you hope you just go in there and be, be, be competitive in a game like that and uh, learn, learn, learn from it, get some experience. Yep. Uh, but all in all, Fort Payne, Big game for them here tonight. Get the win, finish the season at six and four, and it gets some positive energy and uh, momentum going into the playoff yep. game next week against yep. Briarwood. There were a lot of questions for this Fort Payne team coming into the season. Uh, at quarterback with Jake being his first year as a starter, uh, just a lot of those replacing a lot of those kids from last year: J.D. Blaylock, uh, Hunter Love, and so Fort Payne's had a big challenge. And it, early on with those 0 and three, it was it was a struggle to see if there was going to be any light at the end of that tunnel. And they have turned it around and, and found a way. So Fort Payne in their traditional black jerseys, white lettering, gold pants, black and white stripes, and a black helmet. North Jackson's in all white, white tops, white bottoms, and black helmets with the uh, chief, um, I guess the Florida State looking uh, emblem on the side of the helmets. North Jackson's going to kick. They're set up at the 40-yard line. Is number one, Macklin Guess. Nope, that's not number one. He's just going to stand there. Well, Brian, you talk about Jake Barnes, you know, is a uh, new quarterback coming into this year, uh, you know, kind of working behind J.D. Blake like you're not sure what, what you're going to get, but I think we've seen seen him really mature uh, and develop as yeah. a quarterback over the course of the season, which is what you would hope to see out of a young quarterback. Yeah, he's done a great job, done a really great job. So here's the kick, a little low, wobbly kick. Connor tries to catch it at the 20, but it's picked up by Ricky Adame, comes to this near side. Breaks a few tackles and gets out past the 30. Fort Payne will set up shop there. So here comes the uh, Fort Payne offense. Like we mentioned earlier, everybody's healthy. Knock on wood. And let's get through tonight and get a little bit better and improve and get ready for next week. Fort Payne comes out twins, top side twins, near side. This is their traditional Coach Elmore calls it the ace set. Barnes takes the snap. 
Hands up the middle. Caden's got some running room. He breaks it to the far side. He's going to pick up about nine, eight or nine yards on first down. Nice run. A nice pickup by Caden Dubos. Fort Payne really wants to try to uh, establish the run early. Second down in, a long one, maybe two. They're going to go trips receivers this near side. Hand off again to Dubos to this near side. Looks for running room. Not much there. He's going to be short of a first down. So, um, not a great second down play, but certainly a manageable third down for Fort Payne. Yeah, not sure if North Jackson saw something on uh, offense, Fort Payne's offensive setup there to uh, kind of read that play or what. Fort Payne trying to stretch it to this near side and just couldn't get outside the tackles. Yep. Looks like a, a blitz here, a run blitz. This is Alex Akins up the middle. He's going to pick up the Fort Payne first down. So, uh, North Jackson walked up some linebackers. Looked like they wanted to run stunt there. But uh, Fort Payne uh, missed, uh, ran off tackle to the top side and picked up the first down. North Jackson trying to get some players off and on right now. And I'm not sure they're going to get there. Call they're going to have to call a timeout. Did they call a timeout? They, they were going to have to to avoid a penalty. And is that what happened? Don't see a flag on the play. I guess, yeah, they're calling call timeout. timeout. So they did call a timeout. Let me tell you about one of our sponsors, Catherine's Gallery and Custom Framing, LLC. Your Pete the, ha the Pete the Cat, excuse me, headquarters is the perfect place to find or create something special for Christmas this year. Amy can help you personalize your gifts with her laser engraver. Everything from ornaments to cutting boards. And, your kids, and for your kids, there's Melissa and Doug and Pete the Cat. It's located in historic downtown Fort Payne. You're getting this live on FPTV. For these uh, businesses that are located in downtown Fort Payne, there's going to be a holiday open house November 5th through the 7th. So put that on your calendar to go downtown shopping for your Christmas shopping November 5th through 7th for all these sponsors that are in downtown. You're hearing this live on FPTV. So North Jackson tried to uh, substitute there, and where they were not going to get those defensive linemen on the field in time, so they had to call a timeout. It's first and 10, Fort Payne from their own 46-yard line. You're right, though, Scott. They, this is going to be a great opportunity for this Fort Payne team to try to get a little bit better tonight and improve on some things that they lacked last week. First and 10, Fort Payne. Barnes is in shotgun formation, takes the snap, hands to Aikens up the middle. Not much running room there. He's going to get nothing. Nothing on the play there. That's a big guy right there on the middle. Number 70. Number 70. <laughs> you don't miss that number. <clears throat> Peyton, Peyton King starts on offense and defense. Second down and nine. Fort Payne is yet to throw the ball in this series. Let's see if that changes on this play. Comes out they've got double wings and double splits. Dubos is in a pistol formation behind Barnes. Now they're going to hand off to Dubos, and uh, North Jackson's all over that. There, they have got some safeties running up. It's going to be third down and 12. They do, Brian. Fort Payne, uh, it looks like North Jackson's getting a good push up front against Fort Payne, and there's no room to run right now. Yep. I didn't know this. I didn't realize this, but Kyle Crabtree, a former Fort Payne assistant, is the defensive coordinator for North Jackson. So Coach Elmore said that he uh, felt like Kyle would, would know a lot of his tendencies, and it looks like they're going to they're gonna play pass here. Rushing four. Barnes looks at this left side, gets it to Adame. He catches it. Did he fumble it, or did he incomplete never, never caught it. Never caught it. So it's going to be fourth and 12, Fort Payne. Well, heck of a play, the defender there makes a great play on the ball. Yeah. And, I mean, 
Barnes like he just barely got it to Adama, and I thought Adama was going to come down uh, with it there for a minute. I thought he had it. I thought he had it. Fourth down, Alex McPherson into punt for Fort Payne. Number six, Brady Cunningham back deep for uh, North Jackson. There's a, oh, it's a low snap. McPherson gets the punt, gets it away. It's a nice spiral punt. Cunningham calls for a fair catch, but he moves away from it. Fort Payne's going to down it to the one-yard line. Wow, nice play on special teams by Fort Payne. Down on the one-yard line, so the defense is going to be set up great position there as North Jackson starts its first series. Wow. He called for a fair catch. I thought he had room to catch it, but he didn't He didn't make a play, didn't try to go get it. And inside the 10, it's always a little bit easy if you want to try to catch that football or not, but uh, give Alex Akins a lot of credit right there. Um, not Akins, but Alex uh, yeah, McPherson. I'm sorry. Pearson. That's all right. Uh, but that snap was low. He's able to pick it up, and he hits a booming punt. Yeah, he hit probably really all the way inside the 10-yard line. I don't know what 6A punters look like, but that's a pretty good 6A punter. He may be all-state in that as well, well as, as place kicker. He's a good one. So, North Jackson starts his first series. Dalton Morris is the quarterback. He's in shotgun formation. Man in motion to the top side, takes the snap, and there's a flag on the play. There's a motion play. It's going to be not much of a penalty because they're already on the one-yard line. Now they'll be on the half-yard line. Well, I'll just let that one play out, Brian. I won't even throw the flag. Yeah, <laughs> I know it. At, at this point, if there's motion, just forget it. If it's on the defense. All right, so come under. He'll come. Uh, Morris will come under center. It looks like he's probably going to run a quarterback sneak. He does. Oh, he got some running. Oh boy, he almost broke that. My goodness. Morris just kind of shuffled underneath some of the tacklers there and picked up about six or seven yards on that play. Fort Payne was very fortunate. He came very close to breaking that. So it's going to be second down and three, North Jackson, at the Fort Payne, or at their own eight-yard line. Morris comes out. He's got a running back to his left. Got twins receivers on both sides. Man in motion to the top side. He fakes his handoff, throws it to a little swing pass out to the sideline, and they're going to pick up a first down. North Jackson picks up a first down to number one, Macklin Guess. And Brian, so the whole thing that sets that play up is, is, is blocking by this outside receiver. They're going to send a man in motion to kind of pull that linebacker, hold that linebacker in position. Yeah. And they're just going to throw a little swing pass out to this near side, but it was all set up by the blocking by that wide, one wide receiver. Yeah. North Jackson moving a little bit off the off the goal line of Fort Payne or of their own goal line. 8.29 left in the first quarter. There's the snap. Morse hands up the middle. Not much running room there. Fort Payne's defense swarms there. Lots of, lots of Fort Payne on the tackle. Um, Will Green and, and company in there to stop for maybe a gain of one. Second down and nine. We're going 8.15 left in the first quarter. No score so far. North Jackson coming out of a huddle. Morris in shotgun formation. He's got twins receivers to this near side, single receiver top side, man in motion. Drops back. He does a pitch to the same side of that same running back. Picks up maybe three or four yards. It's going to be third down and about five, maybe six. Yeah, North Jackson is not dressing very many people. They, they've got 
just about the same number of people on the sideline as they do in the huddle. I, I don't know that there's 30 guys on that team. That, that'd be a max, I would think. That, that's thin. That looks like a JV game when you bring just the rest of the kids on the on the bus. But they're they're moving the ball so far, and they've stopped Fort Payne on their first series. So third down and short or medium for Fort Payne. Drops back. Morse drops back. Looks at the flats. It is tipped and comes close to being picked off by Alex Aiken. It's going to be fourth down. Not not a great pass in that flats uh, by Morris, but uh, they had the they had the uh, the route tree was open, just can't complete it. And Brian, of course, it's been a few years back when we were in school. The uh, North Jackson, I think it was for y'all as well, it was a big robbery. Yeah, they, uh, you they know, were. Both of us in the same classification at that time, I believe. Yep. And uh, that was a hard-fought football game for many many years. And it was real. They were really good back in the Philip Lolly days. Even the Mark yes. Ro the Mark Rose who took them to a state championship game, I believe several years ago, about 20 years ago, Mark Rose took him there. There's the snap. Here's the kick. It's an end-over-end kick. It's not going to pass the 50-yard line. It go, Well, no, it does pass the 50-yard line. On a roll, goes down to the 50, to the 45. Fort Payne will start there. Let's take a 30-second break. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. you wish there was a locally owned and operated store that supports the community? A store that carries all the best brands in a size that fits with great prices. Fort Payne Footworks is all that and more. They carry brands like Cotopaxi, Brooks, Merrill, Wolverine, On, Hoka, and more. Shop here, shop local. And don't forget to pick up your Kicker U shirt and your favorite Little River hat at Fort Payne Footworks. Fort Payne Footworks, home of the Little River Hat and Clothing Company. You know, I knew, I knew not to go to a break. During the break, Jake Barnes to Ricky Adame, 55-yard touchdown, first play from scrimmage on a post, touchdown Fort Payne, six to nothing. You know, for, I've told y'all for weeks now that Coach Elmore gets so quick out to the ball that I shouldn't be taking <laughs> commercial breaks over the change of possession. And I said, nah, I, I'll do it this time. I, we'll get one in. No, no, it's a touchdown. So Fort Payne leads 6-0. Beautiful pass. Beautiful pass from Jake Barnes to uh, Ricky Adame. 6-0 Fort Payne. Oh, McPherson slips on the extra point attempt. Still makes it. So with 6.53 left in the first quarter, Fort Payne takes the early lead 7-0. Now we'll take another 30-second break. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Drop by Vintage 1889 Cafe right here in Fort Payne, Alabama. Located in the Big Mill Antiquity. Open 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Monday through Wednesday and 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Thursday through Saturday. So come on down and enjoy. We have everything from salads to pizza. Enjoy an evening with the entire family at Vintage 1889 Cafe. The Times Journal, DeKalb County. All right, we're back. Fort Payne leads seven to nothing on a uh, fifty-five-yard touchdown pass from Jake Barnes to Ricky Adame. McPherson on to kick. This one's going into the end zone. North Jackson will start its second series on the twenty-yard line. Um, yeah, we're talking. <laughs> we need one of those guys with the oven mitts. You know, that on the SEC games, it stands on the sideline and keeps the time so that they don't start the series 
before we're ready. And he wears them big old red oven mist so he can give signals to the official. We know one of those guys down there. Yeah, what's going on around here? <laughs> Just a ragtag operation. I'm going to tell you what, they'll hire anybody to do play-by-play. So. Proof of fact, they will get anybody a new color. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Anybody? So. Uh, North Jackson starts its second series. Fort Payne leads 7-0, 653 left in the first quarter. Morris in shotgun formation. He's got twins receivers to this near side. Single receiver top side and an H-back to his right. Takes the snap. Hands off right side. Running back. Tackled right there by Devin Wells. Nice play scraping on that. And Will Green in on the tackle. No gain for North Jackson. It'll be second. Actually may have lost a little bit of yardage. So. So far, Fort Payne's kind of establishing that line of scrimmage, which is good to see, and willing to throw the deep ball. So Coach Elmore decides to go up top. Jake Barnes to Ricky Adame. And Coach was bragging on Ricky. I think during our interview he was bragging a lot on Ricky Adame. There's a hole there. North Jackson running back is going to pick up about six or seven yards. That's number 28, Diego Holt. It's going to be third down and four for North Jackson. Uh, but uh, Coach Elmore was talking uh, to the team and we were talking to me during the interview process this week about uh, Ricky and how hard he works and he works hard all the time and there's never an off day for him. And so it's nice to see a kid like that get rewarded. Yeah, as a coach, you wish you had a whole, t- a whole team full of them like that. But uh, I'm sure Port Payne's got, got a lot of them. But just Coach Elmore picking one out right there from yeah. Ricky Adame. Third and four. And there's going to be no gain on the play. Uh, maybe he maybe picked up a yard, but uh, again, Devin Wells, Will Green, in on the tackle. Boys, we're going to miss those guys next year. Those good linebackers that know, know the game well. Yeah, don't, don't really want to start talking about next year before this year's no, over. I got, I got but, you. No, but you're you're right as far as <laughs> the the defensive side of the ball. Fort Payne's going to be losing a lot of big key players yep. on defense, just like last year we lost a lot of key players on offense. Yep. Um, yep. Got some good young talent coming. Brandon Oliver, one of those young guys, a freshman, back to receive the punt for Fort Payne. There's the snap. Here's the kick. A little bit of a better kick this time. Oliver catches it at the 44-yard line. We are not going to take a break this time because Fort Payne sprints on the field to try to. Yeah, I think late in that game last week we had uh, Dax Marnador came in and throw a touchdown pass yep. to Brandon Oliver. Yep, he did. He did. Those A lot of those young kids looking really good. and. I uh, want to give a shout-out to uh, a couple of kids. Uh, Luke Miller, junior uh, defensive end or outside linebacker, number 33, had ACL surgery. Coach Elmore told me he's going to be watching and listening tonight. So, Luke, I uh, hope you recover well and cover, recover soon. And Tyler Wooten, a sophomore uh, backup quarterback, number 14, also a wide receiver, um, is out tonight. Got injured. There goes Caden Dubose up the middle. He's at the 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Fort Payne. Caden Dubos. 56 yard run. Fort Payne takes a 13 to nothing lead. 447 left in the first quarter. Just right up the gut. Yeah, just takes it right there off the left center. Then uh, once he got past that second yeah. of the defense, there was nobody there. I don't they didn't have anybody there. So Fort Payne out to the early lead over North Jackson. 447 left in the first quarter. This extra point will make it 14 to nothing, Fort Payne. McPherson in, Barnador to hold, and Sawyer Burt to snap. There's the snap, hold and kick. It's away, and it is good. So with 4.47 left in the first quarter, Fort Payne leads 14 to nothing. Let's take a 30-second timeout. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Drop by Vintage 18. 18-
First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969 with locations in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. We offer fast, friendly, and easy service along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. We understand that banking can be stressful and we want to give you the help that you need, just like family. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking, equal housing lender, member FDIC. Alex McPherson to kick off. It is deep, and it is about five yards deep in the back of the end zone. North Jackson will start at the 20. So good series so far. First two, the first series, uh, Fort Payne moved the ball early, but then we got stymied by uh, North Jackson's defense, got punted down to their one-yard line. North Jackson moved a little bit, punted back to Fort Payne, and then Fort Payne has struck two plays, two touchdown plays, first down on both series. Uh, one run, one pass. Fort Payne leads 14 to nothing. And uh, North Jackson comes out. They got trips receivers top side, single receiver near side. Morris in shotgun formation, drops back, looks right side, throws short, and it is incomplete. Hit the receiver right in the hands, and he dropped it. Would have been about a five-yard gain uh, to Nick Jernigan, but it's incomplete. Second down, North Jackson. I would expect, I talked with Coach Elmore this week, and he said one of the things that was concerning him from last year you know, J.D. Blaylock went down, and uh, Jake Barnes had to play in the playoff game. And so he was really concerned about that this year and, and having something similar to that happen. So I'm guessing with us up 14 to nothing, he wanted to see Dax Varnador run some quarterback with the ones just so he has an opportunity to get a little bit of game experience with those ones. So I would imagine, based on our conversation, that we may see Dax Varnador uh, in this next series for Fort Payne offense. He said he's already talked with – Jake, it's nothing. There's nothing there. So don't y'all say nothing about that, play into that. It's just he wants to get his backup quarterback some time early when the game's a little more meaningful get, with get that one reps, offense. Absolutely. Yeah, get him some reps with that one offense because he's so used to playing with those twos. And so I would expect maybe to see Dax Varnador in this next series. There's a flag on the play. It's third down and nine. There's a false start for North Jackson. It's going to back him up five yards. He said if he got up 14 to nothing pretty quick, he would probably go to that. So I, I'm expecting that we may see J, uh, Dax Varnador on this next series at quarterback. Third and 14, North Jackson, 4.05 left in the first quarter. Fort Payne leads 14 to nothing. Third down and 14. Morris drops back, looks across the middle. Has a receiver short, but it was incomplete. I don't think he would have gained much anyway if he got it. So North Jackson will punt. Yeah, I would think Coach Young would like to get one more score on the board and then bring Barnador in, or you think you bring him in right here on this next <laughs> well, series maybe? He wanted to, he wanted it to be – it may be one more series. It looks like Jake's set up over here. I don't know if Dax is going to come in or not. He said he wanted it to be uh, earlier than, than you would normally see him come in. There's the kick from North Jackson. It's going to drop at the 37-yard line and roll forward to about the 45. Let me tell you about one of our sponsors. Tracy's Florists and Gifts. Do some early Christmas shopping with Tracy's personalized printing and gifts, gourmet baskets, comfy socks, and other stocking stuffers. Remember, Holiday Open House is next weekend located in Galt Avenue in North Fort Payne. You're hearing this live on FPTV. So it's first and 10. Jake Barnes is in at quarterback. 
He's got twins receivers top side and twins receivers near side. Looks like Coach Elmore's changing some of the plays at the line of scrimmage. Dubose is in pistol formation behind Barnes. Barnes drops back. Looks saw your bird across the middle. He, oh, come on. Almost made the catch. Little skinny route there. Saw your bird in single coverage, but can't make the catch. It'll be second down and 10. Love that play call, though. It, uh, mm -hmm. You got Bird there on the in, inside, just running a quick slant across the middle, and that play more times than not is going to be open. Anyway, yeah, he's got position just by his body size. Barnes takes the snap, hands off to Dubose left side, trying to get to the edge, picks up about three yards. It'll be third down and seven. Getting some updates. Uh, Braves Astros, 0 0. Braves coming to bat in the first. For those of you who are interested, but if you're at home listening and watching on FPTV, I imagine you don't need that information because you're probably watching it yourself. Maybe we need to send them updates to the Fort Payne score. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> hey, y'all watch Fort Payne. Cut the Braves off. It's third and eight, Fort Payne. Barnes in shotgun formation. Twi uh, twins receivers top side and near side. He drops back. Looks at, oh, he's looking now. He's trying to find Sawyer Burton. That was, should have been picked off. Sawyer looked like he didn't know what his route was supposed to be broken off on. He broke right. Jake threw left, and it's incomplete. It should have been intercepted. North Jackson's uh, receivers and DBs are having trouble uh, catching the ball tonight. So we're going to try. Here we go. We're going to try us a 61-yard field goal. This will tie a state record. We've tried several, several of these this year. Alex McPherson in. And, you know, we say this kind of nonchalant, but this, is a, this will tie the state record if he makes this field goal. 61-yard attempt by Alex McPherson. There's the snap. There's the hold. Kick is up, and it's going to be a penalty on the play, and he made that kick. Made the kick, but there's a penalty on the play, and it's a false start for wow. Payne. Let's see if he tries it again. Five more yards. I don't know that he had five more yards on that, but he's going to probably try it again. This will be a state record right here. So give him a chance to kick it from 66. Why not? As long as he gets it in the end zone, and another team gets it yeah. to what, the 20-yard yeah, line. He'll so get it to the end zone. So this is going to be a 66-yarder. We're going to stand up. For, I'm going to stand up for this one. Because this will be a state record 67-yard field goal. Around that last one, I think, would have been good from 63, maybe 64. Yeah. So he's going to have to catch this one a little bit better. But um, this will be officially a 66. All right, here we go. You'll see this crowd go nuts, and you might hear me go nuts if he makes this. 66-yard field goal attempt by Alex McPherson. There's the snap. There's the hole. There's the kick. It's away. Got the leg. It is away, and it's oh. just short. Comes up just short, hits out of the back of the end zone. No good. Oh, I thought I had the leg when it was halfway there. I'm going to tell you what, that gets me juice right there <laughs> because that's a big deal. Oh, that's a huge deal. I mean, you're, you're talking about 66-yard field goal in high school is ridiculous. I mean, that's unfair. Let's just call it. And I'm for Fort Payne, but that's unfair. <laughs> I mean, even to this day in high school football, you let somebody kick it from 45 or 50-yard 50, 50 field goal, so it's a big deal still. I know, I know. <clears throat> Man, well, maybe he'll get another opportunity before uh, the night is over. He made the 61-yard field goal, but there was an offsides penalty. North Jackson uh, jumps offsides on its first down play. And Brian Fort Payne's had somebody, uh, a McPherson, not somebody. They've had a McPherson kicking for the last 12 years. Yep. Uh, yep. And, and I'm something. not sure um, – a lot of people realize just how fortunate we've been. Um, That's crazy. They, they, they've been outstanding here. They have, of course, kicking for the Bengals right now. Yep. Um, 
Alex going to Auburn next year, and the young or the oldest one's name I can't think of his name right Logan. now. Logan. Logan. There we yep. go. Yeah. So uh, about a three-yard pickup on first down for North Jackson, and uh, you're right though. I mean, to have that kind of luxury, you just you just go well. I guess we're going. I mean, Connor Hughes has shown a lot of talent um, to come in next year, which imagine that pressure. You're going to follow all those McPhersons, <laughs> but he seems to be sufficient for that task. Uh, number one, running a wildcat formation off right side, picks up about four yards. That's uh, Macklin Guess. He seems to be one of their go-to guys. Had kind of a wildcat. He had he had two two H backs to his right to help block. I don't know if it was designed to go off tackle or he just uh, broke it and and popped it off tackle. But anyway, it's third down and eight. North Jackson, 2:14 left in the first quarter. Brown, we go back to those kickers to me, and not, not only, you know, it gives you the opportunity to kick a field goal from 55 or 60 yards. Not only that, on the kickoffs, you don't have to worry too much about the punt or kickoff returns. He's going in the end zone, and then uh, all three of them been great punters. Yeah, there's no uh, telling how much field <laughs> position Fort Payne has gained over the year because of that. North Jackson throws into the flats. It's incomplete on third down. It'll be fourth down. 151 left in the first quarter. Fort Payne leads 14 to nothing. North Jackson really can't get anything started. Fort Payne's defense playing really solid right now. I mean, that's a tough throw for a right-handed quarterback. They're going to see him on play action, this near side, rolling him out and uh, trying to hit the receivers. He's running to the same, in the same direction. Yeah. Uh, it's almost throwing back across his body a little bit. That's a tough throw. <laughs> so, Brandon Oliver standing at midfield to get the punt. Fort Payne's breaking, trying to break in there to make a block. Oliver, oh, he fumbles it. He muffed the punt at, the, at midfield, and it's going to be North Jackson ball. At the 50-yard line, I don't know what that flag is for. Flag on the play. You can't return. He can't run that ball once he grabs it. It's dead there. But North Jackson will take possession at midfield. So the first turnover of the game uh, goes to Fort Payne. And it's first down North Jackson. There's an unsportsmanlike conduct call against North Jackson on that play. I'm not sure what that was about. So uh, giving them a little bit of help on, their, on this series but they will be backed up 15 yards and started about there on 35. 142 left in the first quarter. Four pain leads 14 to nothing. Don't want to give, you just can't make those mistakes. Oh, well, it, they're kids, so you're going to make those mistakes. But you really, as a coach, try to coach so that those things are mitigated as much as possible. But he is a freshman, so. Yeah, they've done a really good job this year. He too, really has. He's come in and uh, been, been fielding punts for us. I think that may be the first one I've seen him fumble. Yeah, it could be, could be. He takes a snap, Macklin Guess running to this right side. He's just swarmed by Schuyler Hillier. I talked to Schuyler. <coughs> he is, um, <laughs> he's not a typical defensive end. He's not a big kid, but he does more with that body than anybody on that four-pane defense. Uh, he just sheds tackles so quickly and easily, and he seems to live in the backfield of the uh, opponents throughout this season. A little bit like Alex Akins running the football for Fort Payne on the offensive side. Alex yeah. runs it like he's 195 or 200 yep. and That's six exactly foot three. Right. I mean, he, he's the smallest kid out there, and he's he's in the backfield all night. Yep, there, there, well, there goes Will Green on that play. <coughs> Will Green shot that gap. About a five-yard loss. It's going to be third and 18 for North Jackson. Nice play by Will Green. Mean Will Green is what I started calling him. Well, It'll I, be third I think the majority long. of the year this Fort Payne defense is done a heck of a job yeah they've been very solid all year uh, last week kind of got away from them but that's uh, it got away from everybody last week got north sand mountain up on Sa uh, sylvania seven to nothing early 
That'd be a little bit of an upset, I believe. Yes. Third and long. Morris drops back. It looks like a quarterback run. This quarterback design run there. He's breaking to this near side. He's going to be tackled at the 30-yard line. Picked up about four yards. Seth Williams on the play. It'll be fourth down, and North Jackson should punt here. If I'm not mistaken, Sylvania's in the same uh, region as five. Yeah, they gave five a run for their money. Yeah, they gave them all they wanted. Matter of fact, I heard uh, somebody say that Sylvania beat them on the field. just wasn't on the scoreboard. Yeah. Uh, so there's some people that think Sylvania may have the best team in the area there uh, in 3A. Okay, there's the end of the first quarter. Fort Payne leads 14 to nothing. Let's take a one-minute break. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Hey folks, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City here in Fort Payne, Alabama. We're still over here by Walmart uh, doing a big sale, and I wanted to invite everybody to come down and let's check out the inventory. We've got some great inventory to choose from. Cars, trucks, vans, SUVs. If you want it, we've got it. We've got a slingshot over there if anybody wants to come by and look at it. Um, we're going to be running all summer long from uh, 8.30 in the morning till probably six, seven o'clock at night. It depends on how long it takes us to do it. But we want to invite everybody to come out here and see us. We're on Highway 35 over here by Walmart. Great inventory to choose from. We've got great finance. And listen, guys, we can't do it without you. We just want to tell you how much we appreciate you. Bobby Ledbetter is always uh, willing to say, get the best deal no matter what. Let's not let them leave without a car. So y'all come down here and see us. You can shop us on the web at TwinCityUsedCars.com. Give us a call at 256-844-2210. All right, we're back. North Jackson punts to the Fort Payne 47-yard line. I was telling Scott, when you do this play-by-play -play stuff, it is hard because there's nights that I don't know if I can talk or not, <laughs> which is crazy because you got to be able to talk to do play-by-play. But I feel like I'm fighting my own brain sometimes to discuss the game, and then other nights it just flows as easy as it can be. I guess that's just like anything else. Some nights you're on and some nights you're off. Fort Payne first and ten. At their own 47-yard line, Barnes fakes a handoff. Throws down the middle of the field. He was looking for Adame, but Cash was there also. Not sure if they were supposed to be that close to each other. It's incomplete. It'll be second down. I was about to say, it makes you think somebody didn't run the wrong route with both of them being in, being in the same area that far downfield. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that, that was designed to be that way. So it's second down and 10, Fort Payne. Just started the second quarter. Fort Payne leads 14 to nothing. Trips receivers to this near side, single receiver top side. Dubose to Barnes is right. Takes the handoff, gives the bar to Dubose up the middle. He breaks a tackle. He breaks up to get the first down for Fort Payne. Caden sheds a tackle right at the line of scrimmage and then picks up a Fort Payne first down inside of North Jackson territory. Nice run there by Caden. Ever since the first drive, Fort Payne finding a lot of success in between the tackles, mainly right there off center running the football with Dubose. Yep, Fort Payne's going a little quick here. Again, handoff to Dubose, this time left side. And does not going to have any running room on that play. Fort Payne tried to go a little quicker that time, and uh, it didn't fool North Jackson. No gain on the play. It's going to be second down and 10. Aikens in for Dubose at running back. Fort Payne again going quick again. Barnes tries to get North Jackson to jump. It doesn't work. Now he's looking to the sideline to get the play. Got a little freeze call there. See got if they him. could get him to jump off sides. Got him to jump, just not far enough. Didn't yeah, he? just didn't get quite to the neutral zone. Barnes takes the snap, hands off to Aikens up the middle. He gets through the line a little bit and picks up about five yards. It'll be third down and five. Plain view up 20 to nothing over Glencoe right now. Early in that ball game. 
So a lot of the games, I, I was looking at the some websites this afternoon, and there was a lot of folks played last night. A lot of the uh, the final regular season games were played last night. So playoff, uh, all the playoff information is going to be settled today. And there's just a few spots that's kind of third or fourth and who's going to go where. But most everything's settled out now. Third and six for Payne. There's a snap. Barnes is going to throw left side to Marcus Ledford over his head. Just barely overthrew Marcus. And it's a uh, it's going to be fourth down. So here we go with another Alex McPherson field goal attempt. This one won't quite be as long as the other ones. It's still a good one, though. This is going to end up being about a 55-yard attempt. Not a state record, but impressive nonetheless. He's probably attempted, I'm going to have to guess, eight of longer than 55 yards. Maybe more, maybe, right. maybe 10. I'd say that's close. With, with, with the defense going to get the ball on the 20-yard line, Coach Elmore is much more likely to kick these types of kicks. There's the snap, there's the hold, there's the kick. It's Ooh. away. That looks good. That is down the middle. So 55-yard field goal by Alex McPherson. 9.57 left in the half. Fort Payne leads 17 to nothing. Let's take a 30-second break. This is Fort Payne Wildcat. The Times Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. Four Payne leads 17 to nothing, 9.57 left in the half on a 55-yard Alex McPherson field goal attempt, or field goal, not attempt, he made it. Here's the kickoff by Alex. Well, he's slipping on the field a lot tonight. That's going to be land at the six-yard line, and Four Payne's going to have to cover a kick. North Jackson runs to the not top side. That's got to feel weird for that uh, kickoff team to actually have to field if North Jackson gets it all the way up to the 30-yard line. Alex has slipped twice tonight. Then we had a lot of rain the last two days in Fort Payne. He slipped on a first extra point attempt, and he slipped on that kick. So North Jackson will start first and 10 at their own 29-yard line. Morris in shotgun. He's got twins receivers to this near side, and they're all the way to the sideline. My goodness. They're just trying to get Alex Aikens out of the way. Drops back. Now he is going to throw. Throws across the middle, and there's Kobe King. Oh, he almost picked it off. Nice nice coverage by Kobe King to come underneath that and uh, had a shot at the interception but just can't make the play. That was crazy. Most of the time when you line up two receivers that far to the sideline, it's just to get the uh, outside linebacker as far away from the run play as you can. But they actually threw that ball. Yeah, I was shocked to see him send both of them deep. I thought they might send one of them on a quick slant or just let him hang back and let yeah. the other one go. That, that was an unusual play call there. Second and 10, North Jackson at their own 29-yard line. Morrison shotgun formation. Oh, somebody, they snapped it early, and that's going to be a penalty flag, I guess, on the center for snapping it early, which they're fortunate enough to get that because it was about to be real ugly if they let that play go. Yeah, not too often when you see a penalty flag uh, help a team, but it did for North Jackson right there. <laughs> it did. It did. <laughs> Only cost them five yards and uh, could have cost them the, the football or 15 yep. or 20 yards. Yep. 
Yeah, North Jackson's having some troubles on offense, getting things rolling here. Hadn't been able to complete in the passes. The quarterback does have time to throw. His receivers are not catching the ball. So, uh, and, and Fort Payne's defense has a lot to do with that as well. No score in the uh, World Series after one inning. Second and 15, North Jackson. We've got twins receivers near side, single receiver top side. Morris in shotgun. Hands off up the middle. Picks up, running back picks up maybe four or five yards. There's Devin Wells again. And Devin's all over the place. Uh, there's a lot of Fort Payne, Fort Payne guys down there. Third and 12, North Jackson. Just about to go under nine minutes in the half. Fort Payne leads 17 to nothing. Love to see this defense get a shutout tonight on senior night with all these seniors on this defense. Third and 12, North Jackson at their own 27-yard line. There's the snap. Fakes the handoff, rolls right side. He's in chase. Boy, Heisman Brown's chasing him. He throws across the middle, tipped by number five and almost completed to number 10, but it falls incomplete. It'll be fourth down. Heisman Brown giving chase on that. Another dangerous throw running this near side, trying to throw it all the way back across to the middle of the field. You know, surprisingly, he's hitting guys in the hands. They're just not catching the ball. You're exactly right. I think that one there probably would have been short of a first down, but yeah. still would have given them a chance. They wanted to go for it on fourth. Probably wouldn't. My goodness. Given the field position. Yeah, he's he's not getting any help from his receivers or his running backs or tight ends. Or, ooh, the high snap. Barely gets the kickoff. And that's, a, that's the best punt he's had all night. Brandon Oliver gets out of the way. Falls dead at about the 31-yard line. Fort Payne will start there. Let me tell you about another one of our sponsors, Dan and Marie Patterson. They're probably here tonight looking at Marcus play. Mark, uh, excuse me, Marcus. Patterson's Music and Jewelry, you can lay away for Christmas right now. For you music lovers, Kitma, Alvarez, and PV Guitars, sound equipment and accessories, check out their beautiful selection of jewelry or have yours cleaned. Dan and Marie can also service your watch, change out the battery, or have it repaired. They're located in downtown Fort Payne, so you need to shop for them at the Holiday Open House. You're listening to this live on FPTV. Thank you, Steve, and all the kids with FPTV. Great night for football here in Fort Payne, Alabama. Had rain the last two days, but uh, it's broke tonight. There's Dow Dax is in. So there he goes. It runs right side. Not much running room. Sawyer Burt uh, makes a little bit of a cutback block. <laughs> That's not what you want to see. I mean, uh, not if you're North Jackson. You don't want to see Sawyer Burt that late. So uh, Varnador in now at quarterback. Just like we mentioned earlier that Coach Elmore wanted to try to get him some snaps with the ones to get him some game, gain experience. Caden Dubos runs up the middle. Picks up about four yards. It's going to be third down in about seven. So now Dax is a freshman, and uh, he throws a really good uh, throws a really good football. Got a tight spiral, and he does have a run thread as well. So let's see what they dial up here on third down. Still trying to clear the cobwebs after seeing that hit. Saw your put on that young man <laughs> on the far side of the field. Whew. My goodness. There's a flag. Nope. Coach Elmore is going to call a timeout. So with 7.26 left, Fort Payne calls a timeout. Let's take it with them. Let's take a 30-second break. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Don't you wish there was a locally owned and operated store that supports the community? A store that carries all the best brands in a size that fits with great prices. Fort Payne Footworks is all that and more. They carry brands like Cotopaxi, Brooks, Merrill, Wolverine, On, Hoka and more. Shop here, shop local. 
And don't forget to pick up your Kicker U shirt and your favorite Little River hat at Fort Payne Footworks. Fort Payne Footworks, home of the Little River Hat and Clothing Company. All right, we're back. Fort Payne leads 17 to nothing, 7.26 left in the half. As we mentioned earlier, Dax Varnador in for a series, maybe two. Get him some game experience with these ones. As Coach Elmore said last year, J.D. Belaylock went down and Jake had to come in with no game experience playing with the ones, and he didn't want him to have that happen this year. So Dax is in. He drops back. Looks right side. Throws to Sawyer Burke. Completed. Nice throw. Up to midfield. Sorry, trying to break that tackle. Runs out of bounds at the 48-yard line. Woo. Nice throw by Dax on third down to pick up the first down. And Fort Payne continues the drive. I want to give a shout-out to my son, Isaac. He won third place in the track meet they had here for all the – had some Fort Payne hosted a local track meet with a lot of local teams. And my boy finished third, so I'm proud of him. Proud of you, Isaac. Varnador drops back. He looks left side. He's going to throw deep to Connor Cash. Connor, oh, almost makes the catch. Nice play by that defensive back. If he's not sitting right there, it is uh, – Connor's, uh, Connor's got it and maybe for a touchdown. Second down and 10, Fort Payne. Again, another well-thrown ball there by Varnador because he just got it out there just another half step. Yeah, it was just in front of him barely not enough. But, I mean, boy, it was still a good pass. Absolutely. If that defensive back is not sitting right there, it's complete. Second and ten for Payne. Varnador takes the snap. Hands off to Dubos up the middle. Going to pick up maybe a yard. Not much there. It'll be third down and long. Akins comes in to uh, give Dubos a break. Third down and nine, Fort Payne. 6.50 left in the half. Again, Dax Varnadorian drops back, looks to this left side. He's going to get pressure. He runs left to get out of that pressure, throws, and he, ooh, it's picked off. He did that that famous, what we were talking about earlier, running, running left and trying to throw back across your body to Marcus Ledford. And uh, defensive back tipped it to himself and intercepts it out of bounds. North Jackson takes over at the 40-yard line. He did good. Dax did good just to get out of that pressure and get to this left side, but made a made a throw that maybe he shouldn't have made, but that's one of those things you got to learn with. And the only way you're going to learn it is get in the game and do it. So 6.38 left, and Fort Payne still leads 17-0. Probably like we talked about earlier, you get Varnador rolling out. There's a right-hander rolling out to this left side and you're trying to throw to the left side, it's hard to get your shoulders as you're running, running left to get turned yeah. back far enough to get momentum on that football. Mm -hmm. Yep. So it's first and 10, North Jackson. Morris drops back. Boy, he's about to get hit by Bennett Blanks. He does get hit. Completes the pass. So the receiver, number six, does make the catch on that one. It's going to be second down and five. Yeah, I'm not sure Dax was supposed to roll left. I think he got pressure, and that made him go left. And then, and then he had to – and then he tried to make a play, which he – it wasn't – it was an okay throw, but it is – it gets intercepted. Second down and six, North Jackson at, the four, at their own 45-yard line. Morris in shotgun formation, takes the snap, fakes the handoff. He's going to run left side. Not much running room there. And that is uh, Bennett Blanks on that tackle. No gain, maybe a loss of one. It'll be third down and six. It is awfully hard to run in this Fort Payne defense. It is. <laughs> They, uh, even even Oxford had trouble running on them last week. That they sure did. Well, a lot of times we were in the backfield. We just couldn't ever, and we had them hemmed up, we just couldn't ever get them down. Yep. yep. Um, or a couple of times on a couple of the bigger plays. But, yeah, Fort Payne's doing a 
fantastic job on the run defense. Yep. Third down and six, Fort Payne. I mean, North Jackson at the Fort, at their own 34-yard uh, line. See, I told you I can't talk. There's a snap. Throws to the swing pass to this receiver, to this running back right side. He's going to get close to a first down. Depends on where the spot is. I think he's a little short, but not much. He's right on it. No, it is fourth down. It'll be fourth and oh, maybe a foot. Let's see if North Jackson decides to go for this. I'd be surprised if they don't. Yeah, I think they're going to have to get some kind of momentum going their way. I wouldn't be surprised if Fort Payne tried to stack the box right yeah, here. Yeah, they're, they're, they're bringing in Andrew Barclay and Eli Frazier in to get a little bit more beef on that defensive line. Then you worry about North Jackson dumping something out to the outside. <laughs> Let's see what they dial up here. It's fourth early, early in the game. We'll spread it out. Fourth and short. They're going to try to quarterback sneak. Can't tell yet. It looks like he picked up the first down. So it'll be a first down North Jackson. Fort Payne uh, doesn't hold there. They bring in Eli Frazier and Andrew Barclay to try to stuff up that middle. But uh, not effective on that when North Jackson picks up the first down. I don't know if I finished talking about Luke Miller. Had ACL surgery this morning. Luke, we are praying for you. Hoping a, a quick recovery. And Tyler Wooten had his hand, hand surgery. And uh, he's out, too. So those guys, both of those guys, not available tonight and are at home watching this. So miss you guys and hope you get back soon. North Jackson takes a snap. There's another procedure penalty. Boy, that's is that four or five? And they've had several of those. North Jackson has tonight. 4.17 left in the half. Fort Payne leads 17 to nothing. Yeah, that fourth down play, when I thought they might kind of box everybody in the line of scrimmage and then try to bounce it outside, they kind of spread it out and still went with a quick counting uh, quarterback sneak. Yeah. Yep. First and 15, North Jackson. Just about to go under four minutes left in the half. Morris drops back. He throws to this single receiver side, number seven. Catches it at the 45-yard line. Tackled immediately by Hayden Harrell. Nice play by Hayden to make that uh, solo tackle. Sometimes that's a real tough tackle to make when you're isolated like that. Uh, he's on, out on an island by himself. He doesn't make that tackle. North Jackson's going to score on that play. There wasn't anybody behind him. I know. Great tackle. Yep. Hayden has improved a lot over the season. He's done a great job of getting better each and every week. There's a couple games, I think, early on. Uh, I'm thinking of maybe Arab or Athens where he got he got hit on a deep ball a couple times, and you could tell it was frustrating to him and frustrating to the coaches. He's improved a lot over the season. North Jackson takes a snap, runs up the middle, got a, little, got a running room, breaks free, picks up a first down to about the 36-yard line, first down North Jackson, 316 left in the half. So getting some – moving the ball a little bit here on this series – See if that Fort Payne defense can step up here and get a stop. Sylvanian and North Sand Mountain now tied at seven apiece. So Morris in the shotgun formation. He's got twins receivers both sides. And there's another. Is that another motion penalty? Yep. It is. Wow. Ooh, I think that's the fifth fifth one tonight, I believe. Yeah, you might, you might end up seeing some uh, – Call a timeout and run and do some down-ups over there on the sideline see if we can't fix it. That's frustrating. Behind the sticks on first down. North Jackson seems to have some talent out there and, and, and moving the ball in spots, but can't sustain a drive when you're going backwards like that on penalties. Two and a half minutes left in the half. Four pain leads 17 to nothing. North Jackson's got twins receivers way up there on the top side. Fakes a little pitch. The quarterback's now going to run. Chest down by Daryl Prater and Kobe King. 
And he's sacked for about a four-yard loss. It's going to be second down and 18 for North Jackson. I don't know what that, that, that was kind of odd. He looked like he wanted to pitch or maybe fake the pitch and was supposed to run or I don't know exactly what was going on there, but it blew up on him and Fort Payne tackles him in the backfield. That's an interesting formation bringing those receivers this far over to the sidelines. They've done, they've done it twice down. I mean, it's close to a 30-yard throw just to get it over there to yeah. them if they didn't run any downfield. I know. When I was coaching, if we did that, you could guarantee we weren't throwing to them. But they've thrown to them. They have. We would do that just to get people out. And here they go again. Wow, that is a long pass. That's picked off by Hayden Harrell. My goodness, why do you try to throw that? Nice pick by Hayden Harrell. Fort Payne takes over, 138 left in the half. My goodness. <laughs> He, uh, they ran a little a little scissor route or something, a little crossing route over here way on this sideline. I don't know how the quarterback even got it as far as he got it. But Hayden was right there, picked it off. Four pain takes over at their own 27-yard line. Barnes back in at quarterback. That basic set, hands to Dubose. Looks for running room up the middle, not much there. Picks up about two, it'll be second down and eight. Going under a minute and a half left in the half. Picked up a little more than that, it's second and seven now. Four Payne going a little bit quicker. That does look like they may try to move the ball a little bit quick. Throws to Con Connor Cash out here on the sideline. Picks up about four yard, it's gonna be third down and uh, three or four for Fort Payne. Arab leads Boaz 12 to 6. Going under one. No, they stop, the clock has stopped, so it's 111 left in the half. Third and three, Fort Payne. Gives the Dubos up the middle. There's nothing there. Oh, oh watch out, watch out. Don't, don't, don't twist him up like that. Fort Payne going to call a timeout. Somebody's going to call a timeout. That would be North Jackson, wouldn't it? Just think Fort Payne will actually this clock run. Is he giving a you give him a first down? That doesn't look like a first down. Wow. Hey. Four Payne calls a timeout. Am I? That's definitely that? a first down. <laughs> I'm sitting here going, is that angle? Am I, am I angle that far off? That looked like it was at least something to measure, but I guess, we'll, yeah, we'll take it. I so it's pretty easy looking on the angle. If you draw a straight line, I guess it's a lot closer than what I was thinking. I thought we were a good yard short. I probably. thought it was at least at least a foot or so short, and they just he just gave us a first down without even measuring. So 104 left. Hey, sis, how are you? Uh, let me tell you about one of our sponsors. Not Your Mama's Deli is now open for lunch at 1130, Wednesday through Saturday. People rave about their Reuben, BLT, Philly cheese, and chicken salad sandwiches, fire brick oven pizzas, and more. Made with only fresh ingredients, live musical entertainments on Fridays and Saturdays till 2 a.m. Great idea for after the game, you're getting this live on FPTV. So Fort Payne, first and 10, 104 left in the half. Looks like they're going to try to make something happen here as the half close out. They're setting up a screen to Alex Akins. Oh, my goodness. Boy, he got hit. Caught it and had to turn, and, boy, he got lit up by number 10 for North Jackson. Preston Miller just read that out. And uh, now under 50 seconds. Let's now number see 10's hurt, and he's about to go out of the game. Did he do that on that play? I think some of his wrist, it looked like he was holding his wrist. Huh. Of his left. He's hurt. Left wrist, yeah. Man, boy, Alex took one on that one. Ooh. Yeah, I don't know if he's, is he holding his wrist? Boy, they don't need any injuries. They don't have enough players to 
to sustain injuries like that. 45 seconds left in the half. Fort Payne leads 17 to nothing. Yeah, great job, Alex Akers, to hold on to the football. <laughs> I think the clock will run on this. Or did Fort Payne call another timeout? Okay. Barnes drops back. Looks to this side. He's got Connor Cash there. Catches it. Gets to the 50. And he's tackled there. Yeah, try to, should have tried to get out of bounds. Down to 35 seconds left in the half. Fort Payne going to call a clock play here. They'll set the play up. Barnes is going. No, they're going to go ahead and run a play. They're running the clock. Going down under 30 seconds. Barnes drops, looks left side. Has Marcus Ledford there. He runs out of bounds at the 44. Picks up about six yards. 27.6 seconds left in the half. Fort Payne has two timeouts if they want to use them. Like that call by Fort Payne. They're sending a simple little drag route to this near sideline, pick up yeah. five or six. They didn't get out of bounds, stop the clock, and Fort Payne still with two timeouts left. Yeah, North Jackson playing a little bit soft coverage. Wouldn't surprise me if they try to go over top here now that they've thrown enough of these short routes. Barnes drops back, looks over the sideline, tries to get to Sawyer Bird incomplete. It'll be third down and five. Had Sawyer open, but just threw it a little bit past him. It'll be third down. 22 seconds left in the half. Fort Payne trying to move the ball and make something happen here. It'll be third down and five. Let's see what uh, Coach Elmore dials up here. Barnes in shotgun. Got twins receivers top side and near side. Dubose to his right. Drops, drops back. Looks left side. He's got Marcus Ledford there at the 35. He goes down to the 34. 16 seconds left. Fort Payne's going to have to call a timeout. I would think. Yeah, they do. Fort Payne calls a timeout, 15.1 seconds left. Let's take a 30-second break. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Don't you wish there was a locally owned and First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969 with locations in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. We offer fast, friendly, and easy service, along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. We understand that banking can be stressful, and we want to give you the help that you need, just like family. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking, equal housing lender, member FDIC. Fifteen seconds left in the half. Fort Payne called timeout at the 35-yard line. Uh, so they've got one timeout left. So anything's available to them offensively. They've been throwing a lot of these out routes, little short routes that have just chipped away down the field. And um, let's see what they dial up on first down and 10, 15 seconds left. Got our basic ace formation, which is twins on top, twins on bottom. Barnes is in shotgun. Takes the snap, drops back. Looks right side. He's going to try to throw up to Adama, and he's got it. Oh, no, he missed it. <laughs> oh, hit Ricky Adame pretty well in stride across the, across the middle on a post route, and uh, Ricky can't make the play. 8.5 seconds left, and it'll be second and 10. So Fort Payne's got one more. One, uh, Yeah, I don't think they get any more than one play in. Call a timeout and then have an opportunity for an Alex McPherson. Uh, well, field goal is, attempt. That is one play Ricky Adami would love to have yeah. back again. Right well, I, I was calling it. Bars. I was ready to call it. <laughs> great throw. It was a great throw by uh, by Jake. Drops back. He's going to pump and go. Got Connor Cash on this near side. Comes underneath and is incomplete. One second left. No, don't let the clock run out. They're going to have a half a second left. 
Another North Jackson player down. Looks like he maybe hit his head on the turf hard. Fort Payne goes ahead and probably going to go ahead and use their last timeout. For those of you listening on WZOB, don't forget tonight from 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock, join uh, Chris and Gina Dura for the American Cross Space LLC scoreboard report tonight on WZOB. That's 100.9 FM, 1250 AM. Uh, 10 to 11 o'clock, the American Cross Space LLC scoreboard report. Got 0.6 seconds, six tenths of a second left on the clock. Did Fort Payne, did they call the timeout? I guess they didn't, but it doesn't matter. Alex McPherson in to kick another 52-yard field goal, or attempt another 50-plus 50, 50 yard field goal. And North Jackson's going to call a timeout now to try to ice him. So when we go to half, we'll go to half, and then the, the FPTV kids are going to join you guys, talk a little bit about their program, give you some scores and updates across the state. We'll take a break. Go down and sit with my beautiful wife, hang out, watch the band. We'll be back up here to interview Coach Elmore for our halftime interview with him after the band plays. So, Scott, I've enjoyed it. That's one half of here, Brian. <laughs> been, 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 been great. <laughs> first time we've been able to do this together. Let's see yeah, if Fort Payne can put some points on the board. Definitely been a nice evening. It has. Feels good up here. I don't know if it's cold out there. I'm about to go find out, but it feels good up here. I'll stay right here. <laughs> okay. I'll keep, keep your keep, seat warm. I'm going to keep my seat warm. There you go. All right, another field goal attempt by Alex McPherson, 52 yards. Saw your bird on the snap. Dax Varnador on the hold. Here we go. There's the snap, hold, and kick. It's a wave. Oh, that's a pretty kick. Mm. That is beautiful. Right down the middle, Alex McPherson to half. Gives Fort Payne a 20 to 10, 20 to nothing lead. Uh, we're going to take a two-minute timeout. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Drop by Vintage 1889 Cafe right here in Fort Payne, Alabama. Located in the Big Mill and Open 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Monday through Wednesday and 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Thursday through Saturday. So come on down and enjoy. We have everything from salads to pizza. Enjoy an evening with the entire family at Vintage, 1889 Cafe. The Times-Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times-Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times-Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. Hey folks, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City here in Fort Payne, Alabama. We're still over here by Walmart uh, doing a big sale, and I wanted to invite everybody to come down and let's check out the inventory. We've got some great inventory for you to choose from. Cars, trucks, vans, SUVs. If you want it, we've got it. Shop us on the web at TwinCityUsedCars.com. Give us a call at 256-844-2210. Don't you wish there was a locally owned and operated store that supports the community? A store that carries all the best brands in a size that fits with great prices. Fort Payne Footworks is all that and more. 
They carry brands like Cotopaxi, Brooks, Merrill, Wolverine, On, Hoka, and more. Shop here, shop local. And don't forget to pick up your Kicker U shirt and your favorite Little River hat at Fort Payne Footworks. Fort Payne Footworks, home of the Little River Hat and Clothing Company. Here at Donahue. Okay, there we are. We got audio now. Uh, so we're back at Wildcat Stadium. North Jackson Band is on the field, and the score is 20 to 0. Uh, I'm here with Rebecca Mason. And uh, so, you know, Rebecca, I thought while North Jackson's on the field, we might talk about our kids a little bit and kind of just the process of what we went through this year. And for the guys that don't know, Rebecca was in my class when it first began. Uh, Rebecca's been going to JSU, taking AB Communications, and uh, she has come back up here to help me with the program. So, uh, Rebecca, you've been working a lot with these guys. Why don't you talk a little bit about some of the jobs they've been doing? Well, at the beginning of the year, um, they were intro students. Well, they still are, but they know just about as much as our advanced students. Yeah. They have really progressed a lot um, this football season. And um, some of them are camera operators. So at the beginning of the season, they didn't have any idea how to film a football game or film anything at all. And then um, some of them are uh, drone operators, um, photographers, editors, um, tricaster, um, technical director. Uh, so there's a lot of different jobs, and um, they all had to be trained on it, but they are all proficient at those jobs now at the end of the football season. Yeah, and you know what? I think a lot of people, you know, maybe don't realize is these guys, first off, they have to be trained how to use the equipment. Right. But simultaneously, we have to train them how to film a football game because some of them have never been to a football game. Right. Sometimes it's people that have never seen a football game. Mm -hmm. uh, so we have to go all the way to explaining yeah. who the quarterback is, That's right. where the quarterback is standing, is offense yeah. on the field or defense <laughs> on the, I mean, it gets kind of that basic, don't it? Yes, it does. It definitely does. Um, so really, that's where we start is what is football? Yeah, what is that's right. We, get, we do football 101, and then we move to, hey, let's yeah. video it while we're doing it. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, you know, I guess just to mention some of the kids specific, let's just talk a little bit about Alexis and mm -hmm. drones. So Alexis uh, started out with Webb on drones, uh, very timid, right. very scared, you know, nervous that they're going to crash the drone. And she started at our Jamboree game. She did, yeah. yeah she actually did. Um, and, uh, you know, she went all the way from that until the Southside game. She filmed the entire game by herself. That's right. Uh, flew the drone, brought it in, changed batteries when they needed to be changed, mm -hmm. recorded and paused at the beginning and end of yeah. every play. Uh, and that is typically in a game that's between 120 and 150 plays. Right. So they're they're pausing and they're hitting the button on the control at least 300 times. Right. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we move over to cameras, and we had Ella who I guess had never filmed a game in her life. No, um, she did not. 
and we have Whitney, who had never right. filmed a game in her life. Both freshmen. Yeah, both freshmen. Brought them in here, and within two games, they proved themselves. Right. Um, they, they, could, they really impressed us. Oh, yeah, still are. I yeah. mean, they can track the ball. Uh, they One of the hardest things in the world to film mm -hmm. is a field goal at night, especially when you got kickers like Alex. Yes. Uh, because, you know, it's one thing to film a PAT. Right. It's another thing to film a 60-something yard attempt yeah. that's covering that yeah. much distance. Or a kickoff, you know, and his goes all the way across the field. So, Exactly. And they amazingly keep up with the ball. Yeah, and when the camera tilts up and it gets above the lights, it's all black. Mm -hmm. And all you can see is the lights kind of glaring off the ball right. a little bit. So they really impressed us with that. And uh we have had uh, kids that have been tracking scores on games every week, uh, all during the game, yep. and compiling those on a spreadsheet that uh, is rather complicated. And they, they kind of got thrown into it, too. They didn't realize what was doing we were doing because it's a whole new segment exactly. this year. So. And it's, you know, it's not like they know what commentators are supposed to say. Right. And, and, you know, someone might say, well, why don't you teach them that? We do. Mm -hmm. uh, we do it while they're doing it. Yeah. That's the best way to do it. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, sometimes, yeah, we get a little rough around the edges mm -hmm. because of that. Yeah. But the kids are really, one of the things that I think more than anything, they learn like life skills right. big time. They right. learn how to be critiqued. Mm -hmm. uh, how to accept that criticism yeah. and how to try to get better based right. on the criticism. Right. Um, you know, we don't just beat up on them. No, no, but always strive to be better. Exactly, yeah. that you can always do better. Right. And, you know, Dylan, uh, Dylan's mm -hmm. case in point there. Dylan yeah. started out and uh, he had ran the TriCaster a little bit, but not much. Right. Dylan went from, and, and folks, you got to understand, running that TriCaster is a complicated job. You're, you're having to look at three to four different camera shots right. constantly and decide which shot to go to when. Yeah, the TriCaster really makes or break the whole It does. And, and the TriCaster, the operator has to be familiar enough with the... Uh, the camera operator to know is this guy going to keep up with the ball or are they going to lose it do i trust them to take this right. you know to mix to them or do i stay off of them so anyway uh i'm just really proud of our guys got to yes. give a plug to my daughter before i get off here uh my my daughter who was a fort Payne alumni um her team volleyball team that she coaches in south alabama second time in a row mm -hmm. they've won state left with the state championship again yesterday anyway we're going to go to a 30 second break and when we come back uh wildcat marching band first fidelity bank has been serving our community since 1969 with locations in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. We offer fast, friendly, and easy service, along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. We understand that banking can be stressful, and we want to give you the help that you need, just like family. First Fidelity Bank, the 
finest traditions of community banking, equal housing lender, member FDIC. On behalf of Superintendent Brian Jett and Principal Patrick Barnes, Fort Payne City Schools would like to welcome the Fort Payne Wildcat Band to the field. Under the leadership of drum majors Emily Benefield and Gabe Hardinger, the band will be performing their 2021 show inspired by the music of Michael Jackson, including Thriller, Bad, I'll Be There, I Want You Back, ABC, and Billie Jean, featuring soloists Reese Kuhn and Nathan Pope.
Wildcat Band is under the leadership of directors Ian Pass and Elena Garrett, with assistance from Jay Garrett, Alex Jacobs, and Will Thomas. All right, Coach, can you hear me? All right. Um, so, after last week's game, I don't know if you're hearing that. That's a crazy noise. Anyway, after last week's game and, and what we talked about earlier this week, uh, what's your assessment so far? I don't think I can hear you. Is it this? I don't know. No, don't touch it. All right, Coach, well, good luck in the second half. Thank you. I didn't really hear any of that, but that's okay. 
Fort Payne leads 20 to nothing at the half. Just got a few minutes left. Um, trying to, uh, you know, each, each and every week we kind of try to think through a narrative and what we've seen so far. Fort Payne has driven the ball well. They've had big chunk plays, thrown deep ball to Ricky Adame, big run by Caden Dubos. A little bit of everything tonight. Got, gotten some interceptions. Had some interceptions or gave up an interception, picked off a play, uh, pass. So a little bit of everything tonight. Uh, at least 20 to nothing. Uh, you got to be pleased at least with that score and being able to handle a team that you should be able to handle this late in the season. And uh, I guess second half, we really need to Scott to see what what uh, what we're going to need next week as we get ready for Briarwood. Yeah, I think we'll continue to see Fort Payne. Um, you know, we'll definitely see the starters uh, probably the majority of the third quarter. Uh, if we get a couple of early scores, I think you'll see uh, Dax Barndor come back in and try to run yeah. a couple of offensive series. Um, but all in all, Fort Payne, like you said, they've controlled um, controlled. The, the football game on both sides of the ball so far tonight from what I've seen. And then, of course, Alex McPherson with, the, what was it, a 55 and a 52-yard uh, yep. field yep. goal. And uh, w- would have had one from 61. There was a penalty on the play and uh, backed him up five yards. And Coach Elmore let him try to kick one from 66 and uh, <laughs> just just a little shy of the goal post. But, a little uh, short. A little short there. So, uh, Fort Payne will uh, kick to start this half. Uh, North Jackson will receive. And uh, we got Sylvania leading North Sand Mountain 14 to seven. Gunners will up on Arab 28 to eight. Got some clarification. I saw Ladon uh, McPherson down at the uh, uh, concession stand, and, and I was getting confused on some of my, my numbers. Um, Evan kicked a 60-yard field goal off the ground against Brewer a couple of years ago, which was the yes. state record. They so they it used to be that a free kick still counted as a state record. And when I was at Auburn, there was a kid at Opelika. I mean, uh, when I was at Opelika, there was a kid at Auburn, Sage Ledbetter, who was actually a walk-on at Auburn University, kicked a 61-yard free kick, which means nobody rushes. They just set it up on a tee, and he kicks it. And if it goes through, it counts. So there's no rush. It's just like a kickoff. And uh, you can fair catch in high school. You can fair catch and kick from that spot like a field goal or like a kickoff. And he made that, and it was a 61-yarder. So Evan holds the snap hold kick record of 60 and he has the state record of 61, but that's a free kick, and they have split those categories. So, 60, and so. Yeah, yeah, because it's, it's a totally different kick. So, a 60, anything past 60 is a state record for Alex if we can get one of those. So, McPherson to kick off from our right to our left, and North Sand Mountain will start off the third quarter with the ball. Low-line drive kick, bounces to the five-yard line. North Sand Mountain picks it up there, runs far side, number five, number six. He's going to get to the 20, maybe the 25-yard line, and North Sand Mountain will start there. So I wonder if Alex is still having some trouble getting some, getting that turf to grab or maybe he's trying to adjust for it and not getting under the ball now. That's kind of weird, Brian. You know, we have, we've had an off and on rain the last couple of days. I don't think we've ever gotten just a whole lot of rain. Uh, you know, the field, I don't see a lot of grass being torn up on the field. No, there's not. Uh, real bad, but it's, you've got that nice little sheen of water just sitting on the top of the grass, and uh, I think it is making it a little difficult for uh, Alex kicking these balls. Yep. Quarterback draw here, runs up the middle, hits Devin Wells, going to gain about two yards. It'll be second and eight. Nice play by Devin to, to stop that one with very little gain. The, uh, I know they've started on the baseball field, maybe the softball field as far as getting the turf down. Have you been over there to see it? Have they got any of the turf on there? They're still no, doing prep work. They're still cutting. They've cut up. They, it's all red clay over there now. And um, so the, they should be um, 
I saw rolls of what look, looks like an underlayment up there in the uh, um, in that covered area, that new core covered area up on the hill. Okay. And so uh, they should be. I haven't seen. I don't think the softball field is doing any prep work right now. A little swing pass to the running back on the right side. And he picks up three or four yards. It's going to be second or third and short. There is a flag on the play. Did a nice job avoiding some tackles there. But, yeah, it, it looks like, uh, boy, it's going to be nice. It's going to be beautiful. Going to be nice. I, I, absolutely. I haven't asked. I don't know what the plan is. I would assume that they'll probably play on this turf here through the soccer season and maybe do it over the summer? Are they going to do it? I think, I think they're tearing it up as soon as the uh, season's over with. Okay, maybe so uh, then. Tearing, tearing it up and hopefully have it ready for uh, soccer season this year. Okay. Well, that, that, that <coughs> I, I, have, I speak out of turn. I have no idea, Scott. If hadn't asked anybody. <laughs> if, if what I've heard is correct. That, that you, may know, be you, true. you know how that goes. I could have heard it for second or third-hand information. Well, you I'm, heard more than I did because I hadn't heard a thing, except that they're doing it. Second down and long. It was a penalty on North Jackson. Throws short, and he's going to be tackled by Seth Williams. Don't slam him, Seth. <laughs> Devin made that mistake last week and got penalized for it. Looks like the Braves are threatening right now in the bottom of the third. Third and long for North Jackson on this first series of the second half. Again, four pain leads 20 to nothing. We're just starting the third quarter. Quarterback drops back. Pump fakes. He's going to throw deep. Gets it up, and it is incomplete. Nice coverage by Seth Williams, but they're going to throw a flag on him. Seth never really turned around to look for the ball, and so uh, can't face guard in high school ball, and it's going to be a, uh, a penalty on Seth Williams on that play. He had good coverage. He was right there with him, step for step, but uh, didn't make the play towards the ball, made the play towards the player. And that's a penalty. So it'll be first down North Jackson on that play. No, it's not. Excuse me. I keep forgetting this in high school ball, and it, it, it gets not me an every time. It's not an automatic first down. It's gotten me just almost every week of the season I've missed that call. It's not an automatic first down. It's a third and short for North Jackson. Just went under 10 minutes in third quarter. Morris goes under center. He's going to run a quarterback sneak. I don't – ooh, that'll be close. I'm not sure. I can't tell from this angle if he got anything on that. Depending on the spot where the official's coming in from the far side of the field, it looks like he's going to have it. It's going to be right on the 35-yard line. Yeah. Braves have bases loaded with one out in the bottom of the third. Yeah, they're going to give him first down. Okay. That, that no spot, that no, no measuring first down. So, it's first and 10, North Jackson, at their own 35-yard line. Here they go with these two splits, and he snaps the ball on him. And, oh, quarterback barely falls on it. These guys weren't ready, so that's a flag on that. They may have to call that dead and no play. They're going to decline it. No. These guys out here never got set before the uh, center snapped the ball. I'm not sure why he snapped it. Illegal procedure against North Jackson declined. Yeah, I think that'd be the, that would that would have been the sixth or seventh uh, illegal procedure call against North Jackson tonight before Payne's going to decline it and bring up second and ten. Okay. Actually, it was going to be second and thirteen. So it's second down. Gives to the running back up the middle. Gets a little bit of running room. Picks up about four or five yards. It'll be third down and long for North Jackson. 
So I'm finding out there is face guarding in high school ball. So I don't know why. I guess Seth just hit that guy early. Like when, that he, penalty. like when he turned around, he might have backside kind of bump, bumped into him as he yeah. went up for the ball. Yeah. Third and nine, North Jackson. Eight minutes and 30 seconds left in the uh, third quarter. Quarterback takes, draw, rolls right, looks in the flats, not even anywhere near. Not a very good pass there, so it's incomplete. It'll be fourth and long. North Jackson should punt. So uh, Brandon Oliver back to receive the punt from North Jackson. There's the snap. There's the kick. End over end kick. It's going to land at about the 42 yard line. Take a North Jackson bounce inside the 30 and out of bounds at the 27 yard line. So let's stay right here because the last time, I guess I should go to a commercial break and Fort Payne will throw a nice post for a touchdown if we go off <laughs> the first half. And if you, if you don't, they're going to come back with a run and play first play. That's right. So. It is first and 10, Fort Payne at their own 27-yard line. Eight minutes, seven seconds left in the third quarter. It's Fort Payne's first series of this second half. All starters are in. They're going to call the play at the line of scrimmage. Dubo's in to Barnes's right. Barnes takes the snap, hands the Dubo's on a sweep this side. Picks up a couple yards, maybe two, three. It'll be second down and long. Trying to establish that run on the edge in this first series. He gained, more, he gained more than that. I thought he got up to the 30. But they only give him a yard on this, so it's second and nine. And most of Fort Payne's uh, success running the football has just been right there between the tackles right off center. We haven't mm -hmm. had much uh, success bouncing it outside on this team. Yeah, very sound defense uh, in many ways by North Jackson, even though Fort Payne's had some big chunk plays on. Barnes takes the snap. He's looked at this left side. Throws to complete to Connor Cash. He's going to be short of a first down. But picks up about six or seven yards. It'll be third and about two. Nice uh, throwing catch from Jake Barnes to Connor Cash. I think it's just a great job there. You know, just taking what the defense gives you. Yep. Give you that little six, seven yard uh, underneath route. Take it and get out of bounds. And yep. Fort Payne goes with a bunch. Twin, a trips bunch up top. Single receiver Connor Cash on this bottom side. Hands off to Dubos right side. He's trying to get the edge. And he does get the edge, gets the first down, and is out of bounds at about the 42-yard line. Nice pickup by Caden to bounce that and get outside, pick up the Fort Payne first down. 7-16 left in the, first, in the third quarter. Fort Payne leads 20 to nothing. So moving in a little bit, not really getting a lot of big plays. That defensive front by North Jackson is playing solid enough that Fort Payne's not able to chunk them very much. Fakes the handoff. Jake Barnes rolls to this near side. He's going to throw short in the flats to Adame. Adame picks to the 35. He breaks the tackle. He's going to the 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Ricky Adame. Fort Payne. 60-yard pickup on first down. Touchdown. Second touchdown of the night by Ricky Adame. Yeah, Barnes rolling this near side. And I think yeah. they ran Adame all the way from the other side of the field on, on a drag route across the middle, and uh, Barnes finally gets it to him, and then Adame <laughs> makes a great move to split uh, two defenders. That's it. Like a good neighbor, Jake Barnes is there. 
<laughs> Been waiting to use that one for a couple of weeks. My son gave me that one a couple of weeks ago. It's not as good as straight cash money, but it'll be close. I don't know. That's uh, probably that was pretty good. <laughs> Looks like Fort Payne is lined up to go for two. This is an unusual alignment here. Barnes takes the snap. Oh, this is giving it to Ben Flanagan. Ben Flanagan. Let me tell you about him. Coach Elmore talked to me about him. Um, senior running back. Had been playing on the defensive line. Uh, ben Flanagan, number 50. I'm sorry I got so excited about the touchdown. And uh, Ben has, listen to this. In four years, never, he missed one week because of close contact with COVID last year. Missed five days of workouts. Other than that, has not missed a practice, has not missed a workout, has been to everything Fort Payne football has required him to be at for the last four years. And uh, Coach Elmore could not sing his praises high enough. And he said, if I get a chance, I'm going to get Ben Flanagan into the game to try to score something. So that was a two-point conversion, trying to get Ben a two-pointer. And uh, it comes up short, but uh, we want to brag on Ben because I'm going to tell you what, to, for somebody who's not getting much playing time, or really any significant playing time, to be that committed to a football program is, uh, is why you get into football. So. Yeah, I think give Coach Elmore and his staff some credit there too for, for, rec for recognizing a young man that yep. has given that much to the program and a turn, turn around and give that respect right back to him and uh, yep. you know, give, give him a chance to run that football. And that means a lot to the kid as well. Yeah. So uh, two-point conversion does come up short. Fort Payne leads 26 to nothing. Uh, I wish I'd have seen that. Got so excited about the long touchdown pass that uh, I knew it was coming and Coach had told me about that. But I just didn't see it when it was happening. And I, the two-point conversion kind of threw me for a loop there. But that's what was going on there. He was trying to get uh, Ben into the end zone. Um, so, good job, Ben. We're proud of you. Thanks for being a Fort Payne Wildcat. Fort Payne leads 26 to nothing, 6.57 left in the third quarter. North Jackson comes to the line of scrimmage, 20-yard line, first and 10. Morris takes a snap, pitches to the left side, running back trying to find running room. He's going to pick up some yardage. Skyler Cody brings him down for about a four-yard gain. It'll be second and six. So, Fort Payne seemingly taking a little bit of control of this game which is good to see. Try to get healthy. It's hard after a week last week that was such a buildup to that Oxford game and then to lose the way they did and to come back and play again this week and try to be as sharp and crisp as you had the week, the five weeks before. It's just really difficult. There's a nice pickup by North Jackson on second down. It's gonna be a first down there. And uh, Seth Williams, Kobe King, Kobe King on the tackle. Going about to go under six minutes left in the third quarter. Brian, you're right. That is a tough thing to do. But Coach Elmore said, I remember uh, listening a little bit about him uh, talk after we lose the first three ball games. These kids showed it in practice every day, not looking down, ready to work, upbeat. Yep. Uh, and I think it says a lot about this entire football team and the coaching Ooh, staff. Boy, Will Green came up in with there. a load of lumber there but missed the tackle. Hit him, hit him hard in the backfield, but there's no pickup. I mean, excuse me, he did pick up five. But, boy, Will came up hard on that. North Jackson moving the ball a little bit on this series in the third quarter. Yeah, you've got to, it's hard. To, I'm going to tell you what, it's really easy uh, for a team. The natural disposition of a team is to want to give up in situations like that. Rolls right. Kobe King comes in and makes a great play from the safety position to break that ball up. So, um, 
credit to this Fort Payne team for not quitting and for the coaches to stick with it and uh, just stay patient. And this team uh, looks like it's going to end the regular season six and four and in the playoffs next week. And uh, I've learned enough about high school football and playoffs. It's a great big you never know. So we'll see what happens. Anybody can lay a watermelon at any time, but you never know in the playoffs. It seems like Fort Payne, we find ourselves running up against Briarwood in the first round more times, and more times than not. That's a good football team. Third down and five. North Jackson running this side, nothing there. That's, uh, is that Kobe in there? Was he off the edge on that one? And, and Devin Wells. Yeah, Kobe was up here on the line of scrimmage. I don't know if that was a run stunt. I didn't see it before the snap, but he was up here to make that tackle. It's fourth and five, and North Jackson is going to. Looks like they're going to punt. Well, no. I don't know. It looks like they're going to go for it. Man. Surely not. Yeah. Well, I guess at this point in the ball game, really, what do you, what do you have to lose? Might as well try to. 447 left in the third. North Jackson's going for it in their own territory on a fourth and five. Takes the snap. Drops back. Well, he's getting under pressure. Breaks loose. He's going to pick up the first down running. He's got a lot of running room. He's the 40, 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, North Jackson. Dalton Morris on a fourth and five. Fort Payne brought pressure, and uh, he avoided the pressure and ran it 58 yards for the North Jackson touchdown. Fort Payne leads 26 to 6. Mm. Well, that's not what you want to see out of your defense. So, man. That's one of those that even though you've got kind of got the game in hand, as a defensive coach, you still want to see your guys in position to make plays and doing what they're supposed to be doing. And that time the defense didn't, and, and it, it cost them. So snap, hold, and kick. It is good. So with 428 left in the third, Fort Payne leads 26 to 7. Let's take a 30-second break. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Hey folks, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City here in Fort Payne, Alabama. We're still over here by Walmart uh, doing a big sale, and I wanted to invite everybody to come down and let's check out the inventory. We've got some great inventory for you to choose from. Cars, trucks, vans, SUVs. If you want it, we've got it. Shop us on the web at TwinCityUsedCars.com. Give us a call at 256-844-2210. Four twenty-eight left in the third quarter. Fort Payne leads twenty-six to seven. Had North Jackson on the fourth and five, and boy, uh, I couldn't hear exactly what he was saying, but you could hear Coach Prater's booming voice from the press box yelling at his defense for giving up that long touchdown run to North Jackson on the fourth and five. Had it hemmed up, the quarterback just broke to the left side, to the top side, and there was nobody there. I guess man, Fort Payne was in man coverage, and nobody turned around to even find him before it was too late. Here's the kick. Low line drive kick. Adame's going to receive it at the 12-yard. No, excuse me, this is Skylar Cody. He runs left side. He breaks back to the top side. He's trying to get the edge. He gets to the 40. He's up near the 45-yard line, and Fort Payne will start there. Nice pickup by Skylar Cody. He's a blazer, sophomore. Uh, bright future for that kid. He's got a real potential to be a, a burner uh, for Fort Payne in the future. Barnes coming out again at quarterback. Looks like most all of the ones are still in. Braden Wooten in for Ricky Adame right now. Caden Dubos in at running back. Fort Payne looking to the sideline to get, this, to get the call from Coach Elmore. 
Barnes takes the snap, drops back. Looks like he's going to swing it out to Dubos to this, to this side. Not much there. No, he breaks a tackle. Nice play by Caden. He picks up five, maybe six yards. He was uh, stopped at the line of scrimmage and then broke that tackle and picked up another five or six yards for a nice pickup on first down. Second and four, Fort Payne at their own 46-yard line. Shotgun formation, Barnes takes the snap, drops back. He's looking right side. He's going to throw it up to Sawyer Bird on the corner route. Sawyer, oh, almost made the catch at the 30-yard line. A little bit short. It's going to be third down. Barnes talking a little bit to that defensive tackle, which I'm not sure what he's going to be talking about anyway. Down 26-7, you just kind of keep your mouth shut, in my opinion. <laughs> Let's not do a lot of talking. What's up, Tim? Yeah, Coach Edmore's still trying to push that football on down the field. Yeah. And uh, I think North Jackson looks like they're giving us a lot of stuff underneath. But Well, there's a lot of this stuff that Fort Payne's going to need next week. And so I'm, I'm sure he's trying to work on some of that. Throwing out to the flats to Sawyer Burt. And uh, defensive player was hanging over top of Sawyer, but they don't call anything, so it's going to be fourth down and three. I'm going to try a, let's try a 72-yard field goal. How about that? <laughs> Tell you, look, he just jumped all over Sawyer Burt's back. He, he did, kinda, yeah. He rode him for a piggyback he, ride. He did. Need to give him a quarter after that one. <laughs> 328 left in the third quarter. Fort Payne leads 26-7. Seeing now that Auburn High School, down in the region that I used to coach in, is leading IMG Academy 17-13, to which that's unusual because IMG's got all them big-time recruits on that team. And Braves lead one to nothing after three. There's the snap. There's the punt. Wow. Nice, high, deep spiral down to the 15, inside the five. Get on. Four Payne's going to down it at the one-yard line. Again, it's to this game. That That's four impressive. Payne down. That's very impressive. Let me tell you, what's more impressive is what the deals you can get at Catherine's Gallery and Custom Framing LLC. Your Pete the Cat headquarters is the perfect place to find or create something special for Christmas this year. Amy can help you personalize your gifts with her laser engraver. Everything from ornaments to cutting boards. And for your kids, there's Melissa and Doug and Pete the Cat located in historic downtown Fort Payne. You're hearing this live on FPTV. That's Catherine's Gallery and Custom Framing LLC. So Fort Payne must have touched the ball at the nine-yard line because they bring it back out there to start this series for North Jackson, 315 left in the third. Fort Payne leads 26 to 7. Fort Payne defense really doing a great job other than that fourth down, just giving up that big play there. Run up the middle. Finds a little bit of a hole there. Gets some thud there from Kobe King. Boy, I tell you what, for 130 pounds, he brings a lot of punch. He does. He's been on three or four tackles the last, uh, I guess, Two yeah. series. Yeah. Probably too many tackles for a safety to be making in defense. You really don't want that. You'd rather have your linebackers and linemen making those kind of tackles. But it's second and four, North Jackson at their own 16-yard line. Four, uh, North, they come out and trip uh, twins top side, twins bottom side, takes the snap, drops, looks left side. Throws up over the corner. Not a really great passing coverage for Seth Williams. Not sure if he was trying to throw to the outside guy or the inside guy. They kind of split the difference between them. It's going to be third down and four, North Jackson. Four Payne trying to take control of this game. And then we've got to get ready for a big one next week down in Birmingham. 2.38 left in the third. 
North Jackson's got twins on both sides. Now running receiver in motion. Going to throw a swing pass out here to the side. Number one, he's boy, he's shifty. He's going to pick up the first down. Just past the 20-yard line. First down, North Jackson. That's that same play they ran down here on a, in the first series. Run a motion and then throw a swing pass out to the running back in the in the flats. And um, Fort Payne, they pick up a first down on Fort Payne. That's one thing I've noticed. That when, they, when they run these little swing passes or even when that quarterback got away on that fourth down play, you see these receivers holding block and staying with the block extremely well. And if you're yeah. going to run those little swing passes, that's the only way you can set those plays up is your uh, outside receivers being able to stay on those blocks. Yep. you got to be able to. You got to be able to shed those blocks to make that tackle. First and ten, North Jackson takes the hands off the 28 up the middle, picking up some running room. Gets about five yards on first down. It'll be second and five. Need that defensive line to really hold those uh, their gaps. Play that gap defense. North Jackson going a little bit in a hurry now. Second and five. Moving a little bit quicker. Takes the snap. Same handoff up the middle. 28 again. Picks up some more run. He fumbled, fumbled the ball. Ball's on the ground. North Jackson got back Looks on like North play. Jackson got, yeah. So it's going to be third, maybe third and short. I don't know. He may have picked up a first down on that. It's going to be awfully close. I think they're going to give him a first down. Sure are. They do. Picks up the first down. 150 left in the third quarter. North Jackson's moving off there. They started this drive at their nine-yard line. They picked up two first downs. And uh, just kind of steadily moving it right now. Let's see if Fort Payne can shore up the middle of that line and uh, keep those gaps down. Takes the snap, fakes the handoff. Rolling right side, he's under pressure from Heisman Brown. He's going to try to just throw it away. Looks like Alex Aikens had a play on it, but it was out of bounds. Incomplete, it'll be second and 10. Out of bounds and incomplete, bring that second and 10. Good job by the defensive front, putting pressure on the quarterback and get him out of the pocket. And he's not able to make anything there. 125 left in the third quarter. Fort Payne leads 26 to 7. North Jackson send trips receivers to this near side, single receiver top side. And Holt, the running back, going to be a quarterback's run. Left side, boy, he gets hit hard by Seth Williams. No, that's Bennett Blanks and Seth Williams. It's going to be third down in about eight. That's why I thought he was going to have some running room that outside. Blanks and closed in on him. Williams didn't he? closed in and made, made a great hit. Yep. Fort Payne's hitting the ball, hitting them pretty hard tonight. About to go under one minute left in the third quarter. It'll be third and eight, North Jackson at their own 35 yard line. They go twins top side, twins near side. Fort Payne looks to be playing man coverage. Goes across the middle. It's on, up in the air and another pick. By Hayden Harrell, tipped by the wide receiver, and Harrell behind him gets his second interception of the evening. Fort Payne takes over inside of North Jackson territory with 41 seconds left in the third quarter. Right, great interception by Harrell that time. The ball's going to be thrown just a little bit behind the wide receiver. He's had to reach back for it and just can't pull it in, and Harrell's in a perfect position for his second interception of the evening. Yep. I don't think he I'm, – I'm trying to remember if he's had any this year, and I don't think he has. <laughs> he's excited, too. <laughs> he's pretty pumped. I, I love it. Yep. That's so much fun to get those kind of plays. So, Fort Payne takes over at the North Jackson 40-yard line. 41 seconds left in the third quarter. All starters in. Runs left side. No, that's Bennett Blanks at running back. He runs left side. Boy, he, oh, man. He lowered the boom there. 
Picks up a first down. Man, nice run by Bennett. Ten yards and a Fort Payne first down. And we've not seen Alex Aikens much at running back this tonight, have we? No, yeah, it's been nice to be able to have him just on defense. But, yeah, he's played a little bit. But, not, well, there he is right there. Yeah, okay. Yeah, sitting on the right hip of Barnes. Yeah. Barnes takes, drops back, looks right side. He's going to try to throw up to Burton. He's not, they're going to throw a flag on that. Yeah, I think he was holding him the whole time. Maybe so. I'm not sure what they're going to oh, somebody. That's Flag on the play. Flag on the play. So let's see what they call here. Just two seconds left in the third quarter. It's pass interference against North Jackson. That'll be 10 or 15 yard penalty. It'll be another first down. Let me tell you about one of our sponsors, Tracy's Floris and Gifts. Do some early Christmas shopping with Tracy's personalized printing gifts, gourmet baskets, comfy socks, and other stocking stuffer items. Remember, holiday oak. Holiday open house next weekend, located on Galt Avenue in North Fort Payne. You're hearing this live on FPTV. So, next weekend, November 5th through 7th, is holiday open house for all these uh, these stores: Catherine's Galleries, Custom and Framing, Tracy's Floors and Gifts, Patterson's Music and Jewelry. So, you guys get out and shop local in Fort Payne for this Christmas season. Help these folks out. About to go to the end of the third quarter. Fort Payne leading 26 to seven. It's first and ten at the North Jackson 15-yard line. Barnes in shotgun formation. He takes the snap. He's looking right side. He's going to throw to the corner of the end zone. He has. Is that Connor Cash? Incomplete. No, that's Ricky Adame. Would have been his third touchdown of the night, but he steps out of bounds. So that brings us to the end of the third quarter. Fort Payne leads 26 to second, 26 to seven. Let's take a 30-second break. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Don't you wish there was a locally owned and operated store that supports the community? A store that carries all the best brands in a size that fits with great prices. Fort Payne Footworks is all that and more. They carry brands like Cotopaxi, Brooks, Merrill, Wolverine, On, Hoka, and more. Shop here, shop local. And don't forget to pick up your Kicker U shirt and your favorite Little River hat at Fort Payne Footworks. Fort Payne Footworks, home of the Little River Hat and Clothing Company. All right, we're back. About to start the fourth quarter. Four paint leads 26 to 7. Brian Northcutt, Scott Weatherly here tonight. Scott, you've done well. You've been practicing or something? First time, first time ever doing it, Brian. <laughs> Sounded great. You're adding, you're, you know, you're, you're poignant, you're on topic. Sometimes. Keeping up, keeping up with the game for the most part. Well, sometimes, yeah, for the most part. Yeah, that's exactly right. Except on that, we were down, down here in the first quarter. Yeah. I thought we had the ball, and it was North Jackson had it down on their own yeah. on the Fort Payne one. Yeah. No, it's no okay. actually, it's on North Jackson's own one. That's okay. That's all right. I've, I've, I've screwed up enough for both of us all season long. I can't believe they let me do this, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I joke, but it's kind of serious. Um, so we're about to start the fourth quarter. But I appreciate you guys listening because it's been fun. Whether I do it again or not, who cares? But it's been fun this season. I can't wait to go to Briarwood next week uh, just because of the possibility of what can happen. I mean, you, you upset somebody like a Briarwood. Now, if you upset Briarwood, uh, you're going to end up hosting Clay Chalk for the next week. So that will be a fun one. <laughs> Fort Payne inside uh, North Jackson's 10-yard line. 
They come out in the short yardage T formation. Barnes is under center. Takes the ball, hands off to Bennett right side. It's North Jackson stuff that one. That's that's been the first time um, this year that, that somebody has really put a, a damper on that short yardage offense for Fort Payne. It's going to be short of the first down. It'll be is that third down and two? Yeah, got a flag on the play. May go after that ball perfect against Fort Payne. Oh, come on. All right. So that'll back Fort Payne up. It's a dead ball, too, so it'll still be third down. Fort Payne's going to have to go back to their spread offense. Brian, going back to Briarwood, Fort Payne, like I said, you know, we've had a history with them over the last 10 or 15 years, yep. and uh, you know, there's been a couple of times I would say Fort Payne's felt like they've had the better team and uh, just could, couldn't get the job done. Yep. Uh, and I think one of Coach Ellis's last years that we're, uh, we had them at home um, and had every chance I thought we had, or had a, had a good chance to beat them, couldn't get it done. So maybe, maybe this year's the time we go down and uh, maybe pull one over on them. It'd be fun. It'd be fun to go down there and win that game and, and see these kids be rewarded for hard work this season. Absolutely. So it's uh, a nice second down. I thought that was a dead ball. Okay, I don't know. Second down and long. Barnes drops back, throws to the corner, trying to get to Bird again. Just not getting, been able to get on the same page there. And it falls incomplete. It'll be third down and 15. There's been several of those, a couple of those at Barnes and, and Ledford are not on the same page. But Sawyer's turning one way and Jake's throwing another. another. I don't know exactly what's going on there. Fort Payne stays in this spread offense. We've got all their starters in. Aikens in for Dubos in running back. Adame in motion to the top side. Barnes takes the snap, drops back. He's looking to this right side, rolls right. Going to have to throw. No, he's going to pull it down and run it. It's going to pick up maybe a yard, not much, but it'll be fourth down. Looks like they're going to try a field goal attempt. 11-15, 14-13 left in the ball game. Fort Payne going to attempt another field goal from Alex McPherson. This will be his uh, third of the night. If he makes this one, this will be a <laughs> it's a it's an extra point distance for him. 39-yard field goal. It'll definitely be the shortest one he's kicked tonight. <laughs> it will. So, Sawyer Burt to snap, Dax Varnador to hold, Alex McPherson to kick. There's the snap, hold, ball is on the way, kick is up, and it is good. So, with 10.41 left in the ball game, Fort Payne leads 29-7. Let's take a 30-second break. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Drop back. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969 with locations in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. We offer fast, friendly, and easy service along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. We understand that banking can be stressful and we want to give you the help that you need, just like family. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking, equal housing lender, member FDIC. We're back <laughs> telling golf stories over the break. There's the kick by McPherson. It's deep and out of the uh, eight yards deep in the end zone. So how is your golf game now? It's probably like anybody else. It just depends on the day. <laughs> um, no, nah, I, I guess, Brian, if I was being honest, it's, it's, it's decent for uh, little as I play, playing, you know, once, yeah. two or three times a month. Yeah. Um, and I don't 
I still, I still love to play uh, as much as I ever did, but I don't have the desire to go work at it. When, so <laughs> when I don't play good, I don't lose a whole lot of sleep over it that's anymore. That's good. That's good. Well, mine is I, – I, I don't even want to talk about mine. I, mm, I'm terrible. And for being an ex-kicker, you'd think I'd be better at golf because they're always good at golf. <laughs> But that's I'm what they do on their off days. <laughs> yeah, I'm not very good at it. All right, North Jackson drops back on to throw a wheel route. Wow, wide open receiver on the far side. Running back out of the backfield, ran a wheel route. Quarterback drops left side and throws it behind. And it picks up about 25 yards. Nice pickup on first down for North Jackson down to the, their 45-yard line. 10.30 left in the ball game. Fort Payne leads 29-7. to Kind of close this one out. See how much they've improved and get ready for next week. Next week's going to be a big week for Fort Payne. It's always fun when playoff time starts. That's pretty much what you're playing the whole, whole season for. Yeah. Um, look forward to, actually. Yeah, it's just a whole <coughs> other game. So, North Jackson throws across the middle. This time it is. Oh, wow. Did he, he catch caught that? It. Sure did. Man, he caught that. Nice hit by Seth Williams. Pass is complete inside Fort Payne territory. Well, if they'd been doing this all night, it might have been a, bit, a little bit closer game. Another nice pickup on first down for North Jackson. Inside four-pane territory. And they're moving the ball. Come out and trips receivers top side, single receivers near side. Morrison shotgun drops back. He's looking right side. He's going to throw over the middle of the field. Just overthrows. Number six, Brady Cunningham on a first down play. It's second and 10, 9.33 left in the ball game. Fort Payne still playing its ones on defense. A few substitutions here and there. North Jackson comes out, twins top side, twins near side. And there's another penalty. My goodness. So it'll back them up five yards. While they're doing that, let me tell you about another one of our sponsors, Patterson's Music and Jewelry. You can lay away for Christmas right now for music lovers, Kepma, Alvarez, and PV Guitars, sound equipment and accessories. Check out their beautiful selection of jewelry or have yours clean. Dan and Marie can also service your watch, change out, change out the battery, or have it repaired. Located in historic downtown Fort Payne, you're getting this live on FPTV. You guys go and uh, – Spend some money at, at Dan and Marie's place, Patterson's Music and Jewelry, downtown Fort Payne. 9.20 left in the ball game, second 15, North Jackson. Quarterback drops back. He's under pressure, and he is going to go down. Nice sack by Daryl Prater. It's going to back them up more. It's going to be a third and really long now for North Jackson. They're back in their own territory now. Looks like Fort Payne tried to bring a little bit of pressure there, and uh, when he stepped up out of the pressure, Daryl was waiting for the sack. Just went under nine minutes. Fort Payne leads 29 to seven. Not many third and 20 plays. Let's see what North Jackson tries here. Low snap, quarterback has to go back and pick it up. Steps back up under pressure. Now he's gonna run. Picks up about five, six, maybe six yards on third and long. It'll be fourth and, fourth and still long. <clears throat> And it looks like they're going to call. North Jackson is going to call a timeout. So let's take it with them. Let's take a 30-second break. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football.
Drop by Vintage 1889 Cafe right here in Fort Payne, Alabama. Located in the Big Mill in Tokyo. Open 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Monday through Wednesday and 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Thursday through Saturday. So come on down and enjoy. We have everything from salads to pizza. Enjoy an evening with the entire family at Vintage 1889 Cafe. North Jackson calls a timeout, fourth down and 15. It looks like they, I would assume they're probably going to go for it. Just uh, there's really not much to lose here. Just inside Fort Payne territory. Let's see what they call here. Fort Payne's been running a lot of man coverage in these situations. They're bringing Alex out to the widest receiver, and then Bennett's, or Seth has been playing on the inside. This is going to be a double pass. Throws it back. Doesn't fool Hayden Harrell. He stays back. Came close to completing it, but it's incomplete. Fort Payne will take over. So, Fort Payne takes over. 8.26 left in the ball game. Uh, ones are still coming out, and it looks like, uh, yeah, they're going to run Dax out. Dax Varnagor, freshman quarterback, backup quarterback, is going to try to get a series or two. They're sprinkling in some twos. Carter Tinker's in. Uh, Braden Wooten's in. So, a couple of the twos in, but my, primarily the ones and give Dax a little bit of reps with these, this first-team offense. See what he can do to move the ball down the field. Sylvania leads North Sand Mountain 34-13. Arab up on Boaz 45-14. Hornador takes the snap. Hands to Aikens. Right side. Nothing there. He loses three. I tell you, for all the uh, the small play, not the small players, <laughs> the small number of players, North Jackson's kind of gotten after it pretty good. They're they're not they're not slouches. They've they've played hard tonight. Yeah, I haven't seen any quit in this football team by any any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, did you say they're in the, they're in the playoffs as well? Yeah, they, right? they've done well in their region. They're they're four A, but they've done okay. well. Fort Payne moves on that, unless like the right side of that line of scrimmage maybe jumped. So it'll back them up. It'll be second and seventeen. Plainview leads uh, Glencoe forty-two to six. Don't forget tonight the American Crossbase LLC scoreboard report. Those of you listening on uh, WZOB 100.9 FM and 12:50 AM, Chris and Gina Dura from 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock tonight will uh, recap scores, have some analysis and some phone conversations from 10 to 11 tonight. WZOB, the American Crossbase LLC scoreboard report. Dax steps up Dax. under pressure. That's a nice step up. Throws down the field to Brayton Wooten, almost completes it. Really nice for Dax stepping up out of that pressure. He was getting just surrounded there, stepped up and then reset his feet and almost completed it down the field to Braden Wooten. That was good just to get out of that pressure. So 7.37 left in the ball game. Fort Payne's got a third and long, third and really long. Come with trips receivers to this near side, single receiver top side. Aikens in running back with Dax. He's going to hand off to Aikens up the middle. There's not much there. Well, this team, uh, they have they have really played the run. They've got their run fits. They've done a really good job with it tonight. It's going to be fourth down, four panel punt. Going under seven minutes. About to go under seven minutes left in the ball game. Fort Payne's punting, up twenty-nine to seven. You know, when you have all this substitution now, Fort Payne's got to do a lot of moving around to get everybody out there. They've got time. Still 14 seconds left on the play clock. 
I wouldn't be surprised if Fort Payne let this play clock get down to three or four seconds. They go ahead and snap it. Yeah. There's the kick, wobbly spiral, down to about the 15. Fair catch there, 6.48 left. And North Jackson will take over. Let me tell you about another one of our sponsors, Not Your Mama's Deli, is now open for lunch at 11.30, Wednesdays through Saturday. People rave about their Reuben, BLT, Philly cheese, and chicken salad sandwiches, fire brick oven pizzas, and more. Made with only the freshest ingredients, live musical entertainment on Fridays and Saturdays till 2 a.m. Great idea for after the game. You're hearing this live on FPTV. That's not your mama's deli. You guys need to go down there and eat sometime this weekend. You can do it tonight, too. 6.47 left in the ballgame. Fort Payne leads 29-7. Auburn still up. Auburn High, Auburn High School, which is a 7A program down in Lee County, is still up on IMG 17-13. IMG come to Auburn or Auburn go oh, that's a good to question. Orlando, I wonder. I, that's a really – I don't know. They seem to be willing to travel about anywhere. <laughs> Many people in the state won't play them. <laughs> no. So Fort Payne uh, looks like they are sprinkling. Yeah, Patrick Sherrill's in, uh, Hi Silas Hallmer, Caleb Stiefel, uh, Diego Gallegas. So Fort Payne is sprinkling in some twos now on defense, trying to get some of these guys some reps. Uh, it looks like they didn't have everybody they wanted in there, so they're going to take a timeout. Um, let's just stay right here. So let's set up next week. We've got next next Friday night, seven o'clock, at Briarwood's campus. Fort Payne will travel as the as the three seed, and Briarwood's the two seed. Uh, in that region, Mountain Brook won the won the region, and then Briarwood second. And then there was kind of a really tonight was going to determine whether it was Chelsea, Homewood. I think Homewood was going to end up being the three, and Chelsea the four, and Shades Valley out. So um, you know, Oxford winning last week, they won the region, so they'll either host. Uh, Homewood or Chelsea, I believe, probably Chelsea, and then uh, Arabs the two seed, so they'll host Homewood, which really works out. Coach Elmore seems to think that having uh, playing Briarwood he or there is actually a pretty good matchup for Fort Payne, and he's familiar with them at, at being the head coach at Chelsea for that right. for that long. He he knew them real well. They're playing at Auburn High. Okay, at, at Duck Duck Sanford Stadium. Stadium. <laughs> Been there many times. Four paints still trying to sprinkle in some more twos. Seeing Will Patton out there, Silas Homer, 86. I'm not sure. Need to get a name on that one. Takes a snap, runs up the middle. Not much there. Four paints just stuffing that. So let me get you some names here for some of these kids that are coming in. 23 is Jack Goggins. Uh, Cole Blaylock, number 20, is safety coming in. 84 is. That's Skylar Hillier. Why am I saying that? 86, that's who I was looking for. Noah Tidmore, he's a senior defensive end, getting some game time. I'm trying to get some more names for you guys, especially for you mamas. Patrick Sherrill in at corner. <clears throat> Drops back, looks left side, going to do a give and go. Throws it up. Cole had a play on it and uh, can't bring it down, so it's going to be uh, fourth down. Surely, they're not going to go for it there, are they? Well, I think so. They'll kick to Fort Payne. I expect Fort Payne to keep it on the ground, see if they can't just run a lot of this clock out. With yeah. five was at five fifty-seven left yeah. in the fourth. Fort Payne up twenty-nine to seven. So we're under six minutes left in the ball game. Fort Payne leads twenty-nine to seven. 
like to see a punt right here where Brandon Oliver might be able to return one yeah. a little bit. It would be nice. It's a low wobbly kick. You know, he's going to fair catch it. And he, Fort Payne will take over at the 40-yard line. And it could be that's all they've asked him to do is go out there and make just I, I think fair catch it. I think there's been a few when he's just gotten some uh, just – he really should have had some running room there, but he'll pick up maybe five or ten yards just to try to get something out of it. So, uh, four pain takes over. This is going to be – well, the, the one offensive line still in there. Sawyer Bird's still in there. Skylar Cody coming in. And uh, Dax is still going to stay at quarterback right now. Again, trying to get some runs, reps with this uh, one offense. Yeah, catching those punts is not quite as easy as some people make it look, especially when that ball's wobbling around. It'll be a lot easier, I think, to catch a nice tight spiral coming into you than it is one wobbling yeah. Yeah. end over end. All right, Barnador takes the snap, run up the middle. That's Bennett Blanks. Boy, he just lowers the shoulder on that, doesn't he? Flag down here at 41. Yeah, I, think, I don't think the receiver out here got all the way to the line of scrimmage. I think we had an uh, illegal formation. Yeah, that's it. I'm not sure we were all set up. It'll be first and 15, Fort Payne, when they snap this ball. Carter Tinker in. Uh, Marcus Ledford still in. Brandon Oliver now coming in at wide receiver. Um, Bennett Blanks, I said, is a running back. Bra Braden Wooten up top. So, uh, See if Fort Payne can produce some points on this series just to see if these guys can make something happen. Hands the Bennett Blanks this side. Not much there. He's going to lose yardage. He lose four yards. It's going to be second down and 19. Sanders tackle Sims for a loss. Sorry, getting Blanks for a loss. Back to midfield. About to go under five minutes left in the ball game. Fort Payne leads 29 to 7. All right, here comes the freshman. 43 is uh, Taylor Chaparro. That's close as I can get. Somebody else knows Cl that better. Close enough. Does that sound good? We'll, we'll call it that. <coughs> Barnador takes a snap, throws to Oliver, right side. Picks up about five yards on that play. It's going to be third down and about 14. 4.30 left in the ball game. Yeah. Looks like they're trying to run. Uh, much of the offense, at least they're not they're not just trying to run it. He's trying to run the full gamut of things and give Dax a chance to make some reads and throw some balls, which is good. And it'll be third down and long. Going under 20 seconds on the play clock. They've got plenty of time. Four paint out of the huddle. Again, that one offensive line in there. Dax takes the snap. He's going to run. Just a run, straight run this side. Oh, man, he got hit. Linebacker comes up and hits Dax. And uh, he, to his credit, bounces back up, picks up about one. It's going to be fourth and 14. Are we going to do another field goal? Yep. I think we are. All right, are. so we're going to go after this state record again. And I think Let's that hit there on Barnard wasn't as bad as it looked. I think Barnard was actually trying to go down yeah, and uh, slip so. a bit when the linebacker hit so him. So we're going to stand up for this one. 348 left, and here we go again, another attempt. 61-yarder. Alex McPherson. This will be a state record if he can make this one. Sawyer Bird to snap. Dax Varnador to hold. State record attempt by Alex McPherson. There's the snap. There's the hold. The kick. It's on the way. It's good. It looks like he's got it. It's That's good. It. Good. Alex McPherson, state record. 61-yard field goal. 
finally got it after all those attempts. Great job, Alex. We're just going to let that one soak in. And it's two former, it's two Alex. Auburn alumni. Right. I think we're, we're glad okay to see him to say, going there. Yes, we're, we're glad to see him there. And War Eagle to you, big man. I, I, absolutely. And uh, you know, more, more than likely, probably going to be his last kick. Uh, definitely in the regular season, could yep. be his last kick here at Fort Payne High School. Wow, that and, was uh, good. Set the state record. That was worth that wait. Congratulations, Alex McPherson, on the 60, 61 yarder. And then, uh, we were just talking about it, I guess, during halftime, Brian. Uh, yep. You were talking about the difference on uh, a free, free kick, kick and, versus uh, a snap hold a kick. Snap hold kick. Yep. Well, there you go. It took several, several attempts to get there, but Alex McPherson now holds the Alabama State record for a snap hold kick, not the free kick, and Fort Payne leads 32-7. to Boy, that was fun to watch. That'll be something to write home about, won't it? I'll tell you what, Brian, watching him kick tonight, I mean, it's like he's hit, he's hit every kick exactly how he wanted to hit it, I think. He has. He's done it's really well. It, it, he's very he's solid. back on target. He's got some juice now. Watch this one. <laughs> Puts that one almost out of the back of the end zone. 3.29 left in the ball game. Fort Payne leads 32-7. to Well, that was fun. And as a former kicker yourself, you can truly appreciate how good that is. <laughs> that is very hard to do. <laughs> that is very hard to do. You know, I had uh, for 20 years I had the record here, just Fort Payne's record, a 50-yard field goal that I kicked at Cherokee County. And Logan broke that record. Okay. And then Evan broke the state record, and now Alex broke the state record again. So I don't feel very bad about having my records beaten by a guy who nice. kicked at Louisiana Tech, one that's kicking for the Bengals now, and one who signed <laughs> <Exactly>. with Auburn. <laughs> just a lowly uh, – I was just a lowly walk-on kicker. That's okay. I had it. Throws across the middle of the field. He's got it complete to number six. He's breaking to the right side. Patrick Sherrill's in chase. He's going to break him down to the 25-yard line. So North Jackson throws deep on first down, picks up a big, big pick, a big pickup. 3:15 left in the ball game, but it's just hard. I don't even care what. At this point, I really do care. I do care what Fort Payne does on defense with these twos against North Jackson. But we're going to sit here and talk a little bit more about Alex McPherson. Well, I was sitting here thinking. You go back and you look at Logan that starts off his whole tradition with his family, and. Um, you know, Logan kind of took it upon himself, and I'm sure went to kick some kicking camps. And, uh, you know, his two younger brothers, um, see the throw the incomplete pass incomplete. there. You see his two younger brothers, watch, watch this, watch how he practices, watch him through <clears throat> how he handles his day-to-day -day activities. It's, it's not yeah. like he's doing it just during football practice, anything like that. It's something he worked on all the time. And I think Evan picked up on the techniques, did the same thing, and got and got a lot better. And then you see Alex do, do the same thing. I mean, it's something yeah. they work on. Uh, all the time. All the time. I've seen – I saw Evan up here this summer right before he went to camp, and he was kicking with Alex up here on, on the practice field at Fort Payne. Yeah, I would I would look at that kicking game a lot like as we see the handoff. We're going to get it down to about the – looks like 15 or 16-yard line. But I look at that kicking game a lot like uh, playing golf. I mean, you're, you're on your own a oh, lot of times when you're, when you're out there practicing. You've got to have a lot of, lot of discipline. Um, to get to get that done, and, and you got to have the desire to do it too. Yeah. Uh, so congr congratulations to all, all three of the McPhersons. Yeah. Ben and, Flanagan uh, coming in, number fifty. We talked about him earlier, getting some reps on the defensive line. Great job, Ben. Real proud of you, bud. Quarterback drops back, looks right side, going to throw a fade to the corner of the end zone, incomplete. It'll be fourth down. 
So, yeah, <clears throat> so nice way to end at least his home career, uh, the regular season career here for Alex McPherson on senior night against North Jackson. Kicks an Alabama state record 61-yard field goal. That was fun to watch. That was fun to watch. 2.19 left in the ball game. Fort Payne leads 32-7. And he's got three field goals tonight. So uh, really chipped away. And there were some struggles there. The last two weeks have kind of been a little bit struggling for Alex. He hadn't hit the ball real well and uh, kind of had some, some off nights. And uh, sticking with it, and, and here it pays off tonight. I think may actually have four field goals tonight. He had 52, 55, 39, and oh, you're right, 61 maybe. Yep, yep. I can't keep. I, I pay attention sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> there, there was this one time. <laughs> yep. So uh, four for five, and the only miss was the 66 yarder. That's why I get paid the big bucks. That's exactly right. Well, you're used to you're used to having that pencil out and keeping score of everything, aren't you? <laughs> Quarterback gets out of the gets out of the tackle and runs right side, going to pick up about five or six yards. So, Fort Payne leads 32 to seven, going under a minute and a half left in the ball game. North Jackson trying to get one final point on the board. You know that's neat. Even even on the the visiting team, even when you you're not the kid's not on your team, just to be able to see stuff like that was. Anytime we played somebody who was really good, it didn't really matter if they were on your team or not. It's still impressive. There you go, LaDon. You going to come do interview now? I did. I about jumped out of here. <laughs> Alex's dad, LaDon, was over here. I told him I was going to get real excited. There's a tackle in the backfield. Dawson Williams on the sack. Fourth uh, Was that fourth down? I have no down. idea. Third, third, third down coming up. That was second, second Keep me straight, Scott. I can't think right now. Yep. 53 seconds and counter to bring up third down and probably looks like third and 15. So LaDon just came by to say, hey, we talked about it at halftime about how many opportunities he's had this year to break that record, and now he finally gets it tonight. So real real happy for Alex. Congratulations to him and his family. Uh, just solid folks, salt-of-the-earth people, and really excited for them to have that record. So runs right side, number one running back. He's going to get out of bounds going under 25 seconds left in the ball game. He came close to a first down. I'm not sure if he got it. So um, it'll be fourth and two, 25 seconds left. Fourth down and two for North Jackson. And then we will wrap this thing up. So when we get done with the ball game, we're going to take a two-minute timeout and go to a break, and then we'll come back and have some analysis, talk with Coach Elmore, and wrap this thing up and get ready to go on the road next week. Fourth and two, North Jackson at the Fort Payne six-yard line. Quarterback takes the snap, drops back, looks across the middle of the field, throws in the end zone, incomplete. Fort Payne will take over, and we'll put a bow on this and wrap it up. Fort Payne takes over. We'll run the clock out. And this will be it. So Fort Payne will finish the regular season six and four. The number three seed from Region 7 is Class 6A, and they'll travel to Briarwood. Next week for first round of the 6A playoffs. Great time to be a Wildcat, especially with the way this season started and with so many question marks. you got to be happy with what this Fort Payne team has accomplished this season. Um, amidst all the struggles and all the, the issues that they've had trying to replace a lot of starters on offense. And um, so we'll see what we do next week. Yeah, you Talked about it earlier, you know, get off to a rocky start, 0-3, and, and then run out the uh, season, winning six out of your last seven games. Yep. 
Uh, they come back in here tonight against uh, North Jackson after losing the you know, it was a tough game last week. I think Fort Payne really felt like they had a chance maybe go down and do, do something yeah. in Oxford last week, yeah. and the um, you know, mo- momentum got away yeah. from them early and just never could get it back. Yeah. So the clock running down. Fort Payne's going to win this one 32-7 against North Jackson on senior night with Alex McPherson setting an Alabama state record 61-yard field goal. Clock runs out, Fort Payne wins 32-7. to We're going to take a two-minute break, come back with some analysis and talk with Coach Elmore. This is Fort Payne Wildcat Football. Here at Donahue Chevrolet. The Times Journal. Here at Donahue Chevrolet, we have all the cars you need. Our local staff is always here to assist your needs. Our 2021 vehicles are in stock and we have options for the whole family. We are located at 1000 Greenhill Boulevard Northwest in Fort Payne. Donahue Chevrolet is a proud supporter of the Fort Payne Wildcats. The Times Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. Hey folks, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City here in Fort Payne, Alabama. We're still over here by Walmart uh, doing a big sale, and I wanted to invite everybody to come down and let's check out the inventory. We've got some great inventory for you to choose from. Cars, trucks, vans, SUVs. If you want it, we've got it. Shop us on the web at TwinCityUsedCars.com. Give us a call at 256-844-2210. Don't you wish there was a locally owned and operated store that supports the community? A store that carries all the best brands in a size that fits with great prices. Fort Payne Footworks is all that and more. They carry brands like Cotopaxi, Brooks, Merrill, Wolverine, On, Hoka, and more. Shop here, shop local. And don't forget to pick up your Kicker U shirt and your favorite Little River hat at Fort Payne Footworks. Fort Payne Footworks, home of the Little River Hat and Clothing Company. All right, we're back. I think we're going to go down to the field for the scoreboard report in just a second. They're playing the Fort Payne alma mater now. And, um, Fort Payne wins 32-7 to to close out the season 6-4. and We'll travel next week to Briarwood. And are we going to go down to the field for our scoreboard report? I don't know if we're ready for that or not. So I'll just wait and watch. Well, Scott, you got to join us for some excitement tonight. I did. That, that was a lot of fun. Appreciate y'all having me back up here. Uh, first time been able to make it all year, and I've uh, been li- listening to you guys. But yeah, we got to see a uh, state record. Yep. Not many people can say that, and uh, got to see it tonight. Alex McPherson says the uh, Alabama state record for longest field goal, 61 yards, and uh, cleared it pretty good too. It it it, it cleared the upright. May have. Had a couple more yards on it, so he, he connected with it well and hit it solid, and it was through and true. So congratulations to him. 
and to LaDon and Amber and all the McPhersons. Proud of him for tonight. And Fort Payne finishes the season six and four, as we mentioned before. And um, getting ready for that first-round playoff game next week. Looked crisp at times. There was some, uh, some sloppy play there in the middle, but Fort Payne overall dominated and did a really nice job closing out this season, especially after that disappointing loss last week to Oxford. And now this team has got everything in front of it. Uh, you know, I've just learned enough about playoff football. You just never can tell. If this Fort Payne team could get hot enough, uh, you just can't ever say. You, you, you never you say never. never. You, you never, never know. know. And uh, I think one of the, uh, of course, outside of winning this football game tonight, one of the main things we got out of here was I don't think we had too many injuries. No, I didn't, didn't see didn't anybody. Didn't get too banged up. Or, I didn't see anybody come out of the game. Uh, while Coach Elmore is talking with them, we're getting ready. Let me go ahead and go over our sponsors for tonight for Fort Payne football. We've got uh, for uh, Wildcat football sponsors, Aikens Furniture, Convenient Wash, Rufus Garage and Transmission, Pure Clean Restoration Services, Thurman's Appliance Parts and Service, DeCab Wholesale, R&D Flooring, My Supply, Westmoreland Tire, Beacon Insulation, Builder Supply, Cole Surgical Arts, First Fidelity Bank, North Alabama Trophies, Twin City Auto, Bruce's Foodland, Tracy's Florist and Gifts, Patterson's Music and Jewelry, American Crawl Space LLC, Not Your Mama's Deli, and Catherine's Gallery and Custom Framing LLC. Don't forget tonight, 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock, Chris and Gina Dura host the American Crawl Space LLC scoreboard report. They'll have scores and analysis uh, and some phone calls, too, from several area teams, and they'll have uh, from 10 to 11 o'clock tonight on WZOB, 100.9 FM and 12.50 AM. The Braves are still holding on to the top of the six. Are they really? One, still one, one, one nothing? to nothing, one out. So, Coach Elmore and the team praying right now. We'll be able to speak to him in just a minute, and then we'll close this thing out and get everything wrapped up. I want to thank Steve Black with FPTV and Holly and Jamie with WZOB uh, tonight, getting this production down and ready. Coach Elmore making his way to our crew right now. Hopefully we'll be able to hear him and speak to him. He's congratulating Alex right now. <clears throat> I'm going to make his way over to us. I see uh, Amber and LaDon walking out on the field. Going to get a hug to their baby boy. And Coach Elmore is at our microphone now. Coach, can you hear me? Yeah, I was told not to move from this spot. <laughs> I'm pretty good following directions. Well, uh, let's go ahead and get this out of the way. Congratulations to Alex McPherson on a state record field goal. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, that's a neat deal. I, you know, the, 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 I, I kind of hate to – I don't want North Jackson to think we're trying to rub something in and, and you know, we're up 29-7. to You're probably not supposed to kick a field goal up 29-7. to but that gets done everything we've asked to for four years. Practices in the heat in the summer, practices in the cold in the winter. I mean, nobody knows how many hours he spent on his field, but probably him and me yeah. and his family. And if I can get an opportunity for him to have one more shot at the, at the state record on our home field, he's going to do it up 29-7 or not. And so I, I hope nobody at North Jackson was too offended, but uh, I'm going I'm to go to battle for our players anytime. And yeah. uh, very, very proud of him. And I know he's been wanting that thing. And, uh, uh, and and had it, I obviously had it earlier in the game. We had a false start, and, and yeah. I, I was hoping that wasn't the way it's going to end. And uh, but what a great kick! Boy, he kicked it great all night. Yeah. And, and I told him, uh, 
couple weeks ago when he was struggling, I said, look, you're going, you're going to come out of this, and you're going to have a great night, and he had a great one tonight. Yeah, overall, from a team standpoint, going into next week's first round, what are your thoughts, and how did you feel about tonight and how it went and what you're looking for? Well, I was, I was proud. We told him the biggest thing I wanted to see us do was, was compete and play hard but also not get into the extracurricular stuff, not get into yeah. the talking, not get into the pushing and shoving. I thought we did that really, really well. I know we got one there late, but that was kind of a tough deal. Our guy was just laying on our guy, and he kind of knocked him yeah. off. But uh, I thought our guys did a really, really good job of playing physical but never really talking to them, and, and that's what we told them we got to do. There's nothing to be gained by talking to the other team. And uh, so I thought they did a good job of that. And, and you know, it was – it was tough offensively at times just because you know, they were essentially daring us to throw, and, uh, and we had to throw. We, we made some plays. We missed some plays. But I thought, I thought Jake threw it well most of the night, and uh, we were able to get Dax in for a series there early, which I wanted to do just, to, just in case we ever need him uh, next week. We wanted him to be ready, and I thought he did fine. He, just, he made a mistake there when he rolled out and scrambled. But uh, uh, I thought everybody on offense played well, and then defense played outstanding. We just gave up the long run on fourth down, but I thought we played great all night defensively. Yeah. Well, Got first round next week. Got a lot of work to do next week. Good luck to you, and thanks for your time. All right. Thanks, guys. Go Cats. Go Cats. All right. That's going to do it for us. Uh, Scott, thanks for your time. Appreciate you coming in tonight. Enjoyed it. Appreciate you all having uh, me. Pinch hitting for Dallas and and Britt, and uh, we will see you guys next week. Uh, Our broadcast time will be 6.30. Game time will be 7 o'clock at Briarwood. First round playoff game for Fort Payne. Thank you for the TV and WZOB. There's my mouth again not working. We are glad that you've joined us tonight. This is Fort Payne Wildcat Football.